to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I have really been looking forward to tonight. <sighs> Big sigh, exhale, hangout time, chill out. No dogs are barking. We're good. <laughs> we uh, have some stuff to go over this evening, but before we get started, I want to make sure that I give you the phone number if you'd like to call in tonight, and that number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. So as I go through this, I want to make sure that you guys are getting out your pens, pencils, quills, notebook, parchment, whatever it is that you write with, because we will be getting to our inspiration from the Inkwell mini workshop in just a moment. So, I want to give you just a reminder, because we have started a new Poetry for Prizes event. And I will be going over the details of that during the workshop, so make sure you listen up for that. I'm working on putting together stuff for our Halloween special, so get ready to get your spook on for October. And then we also have our anniversary show coming up soon. So really excited about that. It'll be our 17th year on the air. You know, it's crazy. I was looking at pictures, going back to my Facebook and stuff, and looking at pictures when I first started this show. Like, gosh, I was so little back then. <laughs> I'm a big kid now. Yeah, it's weird. 17 years, that's insane, you guys. And that's a really good segue because... We need to take a moment, as we do at the beginning of every single show, and thank our sponsors. Those of you who stepped up to the plate and contributed towards our 2023 broadcasting license. Literally, do you guys ever get to hear me talking about the same stuff all the time? If you're regulars. Literally, we could not still be here were it not for the help of our sponsors. The, you know, over the last 17 years, things have gone up quite a bit, and I could no longer be able to afford their broadcasting fees on my own. So if it were not for the, the contributions from you amazing community members and readers and family members and friends alike, we just we wouldn't be here. So it's really important that these people get their thank yous and their hugs and and that we show them our appreciation. So if you're ever talking to them or something like that, make sure you give them a thank you, you guys, because we really wouldn't be here if it weren't for the help that we get now. So our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors are <laughs> Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold. I haven't heard from him in a while. Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Miss, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Zen Riley, Krista Jopek, her dog, T.S. Elliott, Krista Jopek's dog, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shevsik, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. And very, very big thank yous to those of you who generously and anonymously 
gave donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Ray Neighbor, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks. Thank you so much. Thank you for keeping this community alive. Absolutely just blows my mind and touches my heart like you would not believe that, you know, you guys have built this into something and taken ownership of it and taken pride in your community and have just built something so amazing and incredible here that, you know, people would be willing to to make sure it stays on the air. You guys are amazing. All right. So, do you have your pen and papers ready? Mm-hmm. Because it is now time for... Inspiration from the inkwell. That's the crowd cheering. Or me just breathing heavy. I haven't decided which one yet. More on radio, so you'll never know. <laughs> All right. So as I go through this tonight, if you don't get everything written down, don't worry. You can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab whatever you missed. Remember, we do have 16, right now we have 16 years worth, and you're saying, oh, I need a good idea. Just jump on, listen to the first 15 minutes of any show, randomly pick one, boom, off you'll be running. So I'm going to jump right in to giving you your poetry prompts for this week. And as I go through these, keep in mind that poetry prompts are meant to grow into poems. You know, with that said, you can use the prompts as the title of your poem or a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. Beyond that, whatever you do with them is up to you. So here we go. Ready? And I want to thank those. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I want to thank those of you who contributed to our uh, prompts. I've been every, each week. I've been putting out a call on Thursday mornings. I've been putting out a call for poetry prompts. I used to make them up all the time, and and. Uh, then I was running late one week and grabbed some from you guys, and we just kept it going because it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of these that you guys bring. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you, those of you who took time to jot down a prompt in here, and here we go. Number one, lost love. Lost love. Or love lost. My dyslexic backwards but love word reading or something. Love lost. Number two. Mr. Dave Kuhn. Number two, hot dogs and eggs scrambled. My message I sent to you. My message I sent to you. Number six, a dog's life. A dog's life. Number seven, democracies fall. Democracies fall. Number eight, the roar. The roar. Like rawr. <laughs> Number nine, how I wish. How I wish. Number ten, wrinkles, folds, increases. Wrinkles, folds, increases. Number eleven, whiskey wind. Wind like whiskey wind. Number twelve, woodlands. Woodlands. Number 13, the blue man. The blue man. And number 14, eyes of fire. 
And then my contribution for the week is number 15, cutting the ribbon. Cutting the ribbon. Now remember, you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts or use all of them, uh, all of them in one line if you're feeling very froggy. <laughs> and with what we have up there this week, hot dog and eggs scrambled. That should be the title, and somehow you have to work all the rest of these into it. These all prompt. Before, though, but before you sit down and write any of these, you know what you have to do, right? You have to do your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And what this does is shows us that what we do before we write to it is far more important than what we write to it. Doing this exercise keeps us from getting tucked in with our baseline inspiration triggers. You know, it teaches us how to find more inside of us, to dig deeper and go beyond the basic or the typical. And it 100% teaches us how to write better and more unique poetry. It teaches us how to find our own true voice. And that's like a miracle pill. Take the blue pill. No, don't take the blue pill, says Drop Dead Fred. All right, so to start this, your pick apart prompt writing exercise, what I would like you to do is take the first prompt that I gave you, it was Love Lost, and write it at the top of your journal page. And then I want you to sit down and write at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. Love Lost. How many different poems could you write to that prompt? So jot down at least six ideas for different poems you could write. Once you're done with the first one, go to the second, third, on down the line until you have at least six different, at least six different poems. You could write to each of the 15 prompts. I guarantee you, you will not get to the end of this without something running away with you, and it's going to be amazing. 100% guaranteed. All right, let's move on. Poetry Assignment. And this is going to be an ongoing assignment for a bit. So for the month of September and October, through the end of October, I'm going to be giving you a haiku subject prompt for your writing pleasure each week on the show. After the show, I will create a pinned post on my Facebook page with the week's new prompt. Now, if you're not on my Facebook page, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, New York, Los Angeles, dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, last name Alicia, Nyla Alicia. Shoot me a friend's request, and then you can get updated on all these goodies we're doing too. All right, so watch the, watch the, usually I get it up by Friday morning, so watch for the prompt for the week posted on my Facebook page. Now, do these, when I post these, these aren't, I don't want you to overthink this. This isn't meant to, to produce great poems. In fact, some of the funnest, Dave Kuhn and I, I'll tell you what, we have a blast. We just sit there and write back and forth and back and forth and have entire conversations in haiku poems. It is so funny. I love how we do that. Sometimes he'll post something and I'll reply with a haiku or he'll reply with a haiku. And then we just keep it going. And it is so fun. And I love to see people get playful with their writing like that especially in public, you know, because, oh, we must all be so 
cool and prim and proper, and I am a poet, and I have a hundred poems, and you must like them all, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, no, no, no. It's okay to get out there and make messy and be silly and have fun and be vulnerable and give yourself permission to write something dumb and silly. It makes you human, you know? But I'll tell you what, over the last, we've been doing this for, we've had two weeks of them now. First week we had frogs, and last week was we folk, like little little people from folklore. Um, but out of all the back and forth we've been doing, there's three of them in there that I've written that I really, really like. And had I not been on there having silly fun with all the rest of it, I would never have written those three. And there are three that I that will be going in my haiku poetry book. I like them that much. Now, that doesn't mean they're great poems. It just means I really like them. <laughs> but it's fun. And I, you know, well, we'll get into that in a minute. I'll, I'm not going to go off on a tangent. I've got a lot of stuff to go over here. Oh, keep me in line. Someone needs to put blinders on me. All right. So watch for that post. Watch for the haiku prompt. The haiku prompt for this month, or for this week, remember I said the first week we had frogs, second week we had we folk. Well, this week our the haiku subject prompt is, the drum roll, monsters, real or imagined. And monsters is whatever your definition of a monster is. It doesn't have to be a boogeyman. It could be the bully at school. It could be whatever you want it to be. You figure that part out. So this week's haiku subject prompt is monsters, real or imagined. So there you go. But wait, there's more. There's always more, isn't there? Now, remember that I would be, I told you I'd be going over our Poetry for Prizes event. Well, it just so happens that it doubles up with our weekly poetry assignment. Isn't that convenient? I always figure that people are more apt to do things if you make it convenient for them. Generation. You know, we get mad when it takes 45 seconds to heat up our coffee because that's just way too long. Anyone whose parents used a percolator will understand how silly that is. Anyway, so there's only one way. This isn't a contest. It's a event. And so anyone that gets involved in this gets their name put into the hat for the drawing. And there's only one way to qualify for this, and that is to write a haiku poem to the theme subject, subject, which is Monsters, Real or Imagined, and go onto my Facebook page and post them on the prompt post, whatever it's called. So it's all, it'll be pinned to the top of my page. It's going to be right up there on top. You can't miss it. Just jump on there and leave a comment with your haiku poem. At the end of October, so our first show in November, I'll be pulling for the drawing. But as I mentioned a moment ago, our first week we did frogs. Last week we did we folk. This week we're doing monsters. You could sit there on the 31st. You could sit there on Halloween night and go to every single week we had during the two-month period and write 100 haikus and put them on any of the posts you wanted. And when I sit down to count them off of the posts, they'll be entered into the drawing 100 times. 
So you can go back to the past weeks and write a frog haiku or a leprechaun haiku. You know, next week, if you want to come back this for this week and write the monster, it doesn't matter. You can write to them at any point, to any of them at any point during the contest. All right. So to clarify, there's only one entry qualifier, and the only way to enter the drawing is to post your haiku prompts haiku poem on the weekly haiku prompt post posted on my Facebook page. Yes, I have that written down, and I still can't believe that I just read all the way through that without biting my tongue or something. So again, remember, you can write as many haiku as you, haikus as you want. Each post is worth one entry to the drawing. But the haiku poem has to, it has to have to do, it has to be about the theme. Like there's a couple that Dave and I went back and forth on where frog was not mentioned. So those ones don't count. I'm not in the drawing. My entries don't count at all. But, yeah, so make sure that matches the theme for the week. All right. So this next part I'm going to go over is kind of stepping in for our writing exercise for the month. Now, I said I like to keep things easy. And, you know, if one thing feeds the next thing feeds the next thing, you get ahead a lot faster, kind of like the whole penny doubling effect, right? For the month of October, there is going to be six writing prompts for you to choose from. You will have the entire month of October to work on them. You can write to just one or you can write to all six if you want. Then... You will take those those poems and call in and read them on our Halloween special that we're going to have. And if you can't call in, you can post it on post it or message it to me on Facebook, and I'll find somebody to read it for you on the show. So even if you're not going to be here and be able to read, we'll get your poem on the air if you write to this this exercise here. The theme and or title prompts. R Easy Cafe. Number two, Halloween party at the Speakeasy Cafe. Halloween party at the Speakeasy Cafe. Number three, murder mystery night at the Speakeasy Cafe. You know, like when you go to a restaurant and they have their murder mystery nights and the whole theatrical thing. Yeah. Murder mystery night at the Speakeasy Cafe. Number four, Spending the night in the haunted Speakeasy Cafe. I could literally spending the night in the haunted Speakeasy Cafe. Number five, the curse of the Speakeasy Cafe. The curse of the Speakeasy Cafe. And there's an extra one. I'm going to throw an extra one in, and it's inspired by the fact that I had a chance to chat with the amazing Amanda Stevens today. So number five and a half. <laughs> is the Speakeasy Cafe's Dark Carnival. The Speakeasy Cafe's Dark Carnival. And number six is whatever you want. It can be any kind of a theme for spooky October that you want it to be. 
So those are the titles themes for your writing pleasure. However, there is something more. There's always something more, isn't it? There always has to be a twist in, in the plot. So here's the uh, spending the night in the haunted speakeasy cafe. You could have, for example, Noreen or Jimmy Ray or Mama, Eric, Soldier Blue, Jessica, Mike Todd. This goes on and on and on. But you can have you know, people from our community to be in that poem. Okay. Oh, my dog's barking. Shh. So unprofessional. So you may have noticed, by the way, that I didn't say poem, and that's because I want to encourage you to write to it however you want. And I would literally amazingly love to see some actual stories come out of this. The cool little kudo you get for doing this is on the Halloween show, when you call in, if you bring this speakeasy Cafe Halloween prompt and read your speakeasy cafe to regular ones and you get to read your speakeasy prompt poem. You can actually read three poems. Pretty cool, huh? I think it's pretty cool. All right, so I will be posting this on my Facebook page. I'll probably be posting it in my photo albums, too. If you ever get a chance, you guys, that's another thing. If you're on my Facebook page, go jump over and take a peek in my photo albums. Now, one of the many things that I do is a, I'm a photographer, so there's a lot of photo albums, and there are a lot of just random pictures. But there's And they've all got labels on them, so you can tell which are which. But there's whole bunches of them in there full of prompts and all kinds of crazy fun stuff that are tools that you can utilize if you're ever just sitting there and want to fall into a rabbit hole. Easy writing exercise for the month of October. Now, closing this out, I'm going to run through the prompts again real quick, the poetry prompts for this week. They are one, love lost. Two, hot dog and egg scrambled. Three, my favorite mistake. Four, time is the question. Five, my message I sent to you. Number six, a dog's life. Seven, democracy's fall. Eight, the roar. Nine, how I wish. Number 10, wrinkles, folds, and creases. Number 11, whiskey wind. Sounds like a country song. Number 12, woodlands. So there you go. To finish this up, we're going to uh, remind ourselves that we need to be reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. That is... it's, it's just science. You guys, you can't argue with science. And you have to have input in order to have output. So make sure you're feeding yourselves mentally, stimulating yourselves, putting new ideas into you, new stimuli, new ideas, new pictures, new whatevers all the time. The more your brain eats, the more it's going to get a pot belly. And then it's just going to explode all over your paper. That was just a horrible analogy. As our writer's discipline, every day we are going to go out and write a haiku poem. That's three lines for an American haiku. It's three lines with a five-seven-five syllable count on those lines. Each day, go out into the world and find your 17 syllables. When all you're rushing and rushing and rushing, when when something catches your eye or you hear something, you smell something, and it's like oh, and you do one of those, you do a stagger in your step. Stop for a moment and find out why. Why, why, why does the smell of, I know something that's really weird. 
this is so weird, tire stores, like where you go buy tires for your cars. That's like one of my favorite smells in the whole world is inside of a tire shop. I can't tell. I can't tell you why. But that always makes me think of that the gym teacher on, was it Porky's? When she'd go in and smell the gym socks and they called her last and she'd start howling. Yeah, it's kind of me when I go into a tire shop. I don't know what this is about that smell. So anyway, now I need to write a poem about it. I need to write a haiku poem about the smell of tires. <laughs> it really gets me going, get it? <laughs> okay, anyway, I'm joking. It really does get me going. Oh, my God, what's wrong with me tonight? Too much coffee. Just so you guys know, and I'm going to tell you this right now, I have not slept in two nights. This is like my third day of no sleep. I am like in hell. These are my hell weeks for my, because I do costume design and stuff. It's another one of the things that I do. And so this month, October, um, August, September, and October are usually just I'm buried. So if I don't go to sleep at night, so that's what I did. But now I'm running on no sleep for the last two nights. So this is what you guys get. This is me. Love me, I hope. If not, then please just tolerate me tonight because I'm going to be a little weird. So, yeah, get those haikus written down. You guys, from point A to point B, find your 17 syllables. Feed yourself that much. Listen to yourself that much. Give yourself that much importance. And and just jot it down. You know, carry a notebook with you. Jot it down when you hear it in your head so you don't forget it. Don't think you'll do it later because you won't and it won't be exactly the same and you'll be so mad. If it's not perfect, that's okay. You can go back and fix it later. But just get them written down. All right, you guys, that's it for this week's edition. You can go back and listen to the archives and, and listen to the beginning of the show, and you can get your stuff. And perfect. Okay. Oh, I did it. All right, so you guys know what time it is now. It is time to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a recording by one of you, our poets. And this week we are going to play a piece by, by, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? There it is. By Constantine. And it's called The Fall. And I just figured since the leaves in my, so anyway, this is Constantine, The Fall. Enjoy. Forever seems so far, forever seems so cold, forever cries the heart, forever yearns the soul, and when all the angels fly far from thee, when demons dance in dreams, When all these words don't seem to form What are words without your soul? Forever light the stars Forever haunts the ghost And when all the angels fly far from thee Fall down upon me 
will fly into the night, fall down on me, we'll fly into the night. And now it seems our words have grown, we're in a place we've never known. Just know where the darkness falls, then forever comes the stars. And when all the angels fly far from thee, when demons dance in dream, fall down on me, we'll fly into the night. love him. He came on the show and read that piece and I felt absolutely in love with it and said please 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 record it and he did and sent it to me. So uh, yeah, I'm very excited about him getting that piece to me. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Hey, 832 and uh, um Rich, if you want to put your area code, I can't think of it off the top of my head. If you want to put your area code in the chat room for me, I want to check and make sure I've got you written down the list because you said in there that you're getting disconnected. I want to make sure you don't lose your place in line because I have everything written down. Okay. Now, where was I? Okay. What comes next? Awesome track. Thank you, Constantine. Send him a message. They let him know that we're missing him. He's been busy working, but sometimes it's just nice to know that get a call from home. You know what I mean? So next we are going to do something called Open Mic Poetry, starring you. The mic. I'm so cheesy, I can't stand it. <laughs> All right, you guys, the number to call in if you'd like to read is 646-595-3965. 646-595-3965. For those of you that are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as 860 is our first caller for the evening. So listen for your telephone area code. Bring you on. Please make sure that you introduce yourself. That is vital. You are literally virtually verbally publishing your poem right now. We have 16 years worth of archives in in our uh, podcast and our archives. 
So if someone goes back and listens to a show from 12 years ago and somebody read but never said their name and it was one of the greatest poems they ever heard, you're screwed. They'll never know because you didn't say your name. So make sure you introduce yourself. You want people to know who's reading and it's always, always important to attach your name to your work. Alrighty. Right now you can read two poems. We do got kind of busy phone lines tonight, so just two regular poems or one long poem. I'm going to keep my chatter to a minimum, and if I don't, you guys call me out on it. Keep me in line, okay? Uh, you got sleepy, delirious Nyla, so yeah, I'm counting on you guys. I need you tonight. Keep me in line. So yeah, you can be good at reading two poems, two normal, one long. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work. Then remember, we have a mature rating. And that means no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Don't get graphic. You can't do adult porn poems here. Erotica is okay. That's when it's all in the head. But when it gets down to the physical ass slapping, no, do not do that. All right, I am going to give the first three callers so you kind of have an idea of where you are. And I don't see where Rich put his. Did Rich put his area code in there? I don't. Uh, yeah. So zero seven zero two seven three one. Let's go ahead and bring on Mister or Miss. Miss, Miss, Missy, Missy Ado, no, not Missy, that's Jimmy's wife, dang it, this person on 860 named Jessica, but I'm not going to say that so they introduce themselves. <laughs> Mr., okay. <laughs> 860, you're on the air. <laughs> I was already laughing at the, um, I was already laughing at the ass slapping, and then you're calling me Mr., and then you don't know who I am. I've been I'm called so confused. No, it's it's not your fault. I've been called in a couple of weeks. I've been depressed and just like sleeping, at, you know, at night, taking naps at night, and going to bed later. I just I just been a mess. So yeah, forgive me. So <laughs> well, you know you know where the the ass slapping comes from. I've been watching this show, kind of a mindless activity to do to keep me occupied and background noise when I'm working on my orders and stuff, I've been watching Disenchantment, you know, and this little guy, Elfo's always running around wanting to get his bum-bum smacked, so that's okay. just been, that's been me. Elfo wants his bum-bum smacked. <laughs> okay, God. Okay, this is Jessica <sighs> Brooks, and I'm going to read, I haven't written much lately, but I wrote, I guess, a couple of things that I like and were liked on. Okay, Snapshot. Hesitant whispers of a long-forgotten time when my blanket was my fortress. I was not afraid to sleep. Demons did not exist. Yet this was before. Hell became more than a scary story. Tears were no longer due to happiness. I have a picture of me as a child in bed, surrounded by stuffed animals, cuddling my blankets, still yet innocent. I remember the moment the snap of the camera. Yet the feeling no longer exists, ephemeral, fleeting. Occasionally, the demon creeps deep within my darkness. 
I cry for my lost childhood, especially when I remember the second I was never the same. And boom. Wow. Now, it's really weird when you can go through just being absolutely daffodils and buttercups and fluffy bunnies and something trips you. And you can fall into that deep, dark hole really fast, like with a snap of the fingers. Yeah, that was that was literally about a picture though that I like I that was true. The whole thing was true. It wasn't just like falling like it like a metaphor. Um mm-hmm. it's like being a child. I remember being happy, like actually being happy and then I remember I literally remember like the at one minute when my innocence was completely gone and never to be having any more ever ever again. So yeah. And the way to start out the uh <laughs> the broadcast or whatever. Something depressing. Okay, um, the next one's called Snared, because I, <laughs> this one, what? <laughs> okay, depressing, okay, I'm moving on now. It's like, no, that was a great poem. Yeah, well, I, just, I don't <laughs> want to give There's a lot of people. Um, I, I basically, I let another person into my life that ended up emotionally abusing me. So this is about that, um, okay, Snared. You embrace me in your web so I can no longer breathe on my own. Under your control, your spindly legs entrap my feeble wings. The more I fight, the more the silk suffocates. No longer will I fly. I must accept the truth. I am trapped. I will die. And poem. Wow. It wasn't well, that him that- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to give him that much credit. For really ruining me like mm-hmm. the other guy did. Oh. Yeah, nobody can ruin you. They can fuck you up. Yeah, a little I know. Bit. They can't like, ruin I you. Came out stronger on the other side, but like honestly, he like, <sighs> yeah, narcissistic sociopath is all I need to say. All right. Um. Yeah, I listed as um, Michael Todd says, a lot of real poets. Come on. And you can find me on Facebook, Jessica Brooke Poetry, Brooke with an E. Um, and I have a YouTube channel that hasn't been done and put new videos on a while, but Jessica Brooke Apostrophe S. Poetry. Good night, Nyla. Good night, my darling. It was absolutely great to hear from you. Thank you for starting this show off so fun. Okay, you're welcome. Great poems and being fun. Thank you. Thanks. The poems, the poems were not fun for you, but they were great to hear. Thank you very much. I appreciate your feedback. <laughs> Love you, hon. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye okay. bye. Bye. Miss Jess. Needs no introduction, but he's going to give one anyway. Mr. 702. Miss Nyla, it's Jimmy Ray Davis, the word machine. Is so happy to be here. What the hell are you guys talking about in chat? Frontal oh, lobotomies uh, and page zero and what? 
Yeah, I, I can't speak on all that, but I will say that uh, my sponsorship here tonight, I'm being sponsored on the Speakeasy Cafe by none other than Mr. Sin himself. Sin, take a bow, please. And uh, he will be supplying um, service messages throughout the broadcast. So um, you have a lot to look forward to. Nyla, I'm so scared right now. You shouldn't be. Well, maybe a little. <laughs> um, I want to give a super have you quick, met super Sin? quick I want to give a in person, Listen, no. wait a minute. I got. By I have, wait, 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 wait. I gotta, I gotta say this. It's like I shouldn't be scared. If you, when we're done here, I want you to go on my Facebook page and open up my show doodles, and look through those because literally there is one right now that I posted a long time ago that actually have the words written on it. Sin scared me. It's science. You can't argue with science. It is, and, and, and how, you know we're, how you know we're connected is if you remember on the last uh, Wildwood installment, uh, Spirit Wild in the poem did a doodle where a clown said, come back and bring your sins. There's a connection here. Doodles, oh, sins. Sin and I are going on so, a road trip? No, I, I think you completely admit it. No, it was a part of the – anyway, um, <laughs> moving right <laughs> along uh, – so, Nyla, uh, su- uh, super quick, couple shout-outs. Uh, Mr. Michael Todd, um, because he had some very nice words uh, for a good friend of mine, Captain Rich, Dead Society poet. And the other shout-out is, and the reason I'm shouting out to Michael this week is because I had a good uh, talk through voice messages with uh, with our dear captain, and he was very grateful for that. So um, both of those gentlemen deserve a shout-out. Also, Anna, who is known as Lost in the Background, and her husband, Kev, who are listening listening to the show right now. Anna is a first-time caller. She'll be calling in tonight. And that's very exciting. I am excited. And um, as you may know from some recent posts, I am getting ready to kick off my second annual Word Machinist Halloween Spooktacular, which will last the entire month of October, a spooky poem or story every day of the month of October. And I thought, what better way to kick off a spooktacular than right here on the Speakeasy Cafe? Thanks. So while it's, while it's early, my logic is I'll be posting 31 poems, one for each day, but there's only four Speakeasy Cafe shows in the month of October, which only gives me eight poems out of the 31. So I'm going to kick it off a little earlier. We're going to squeeze two more poems out. And, of course, I'll get all your favorites in. I will note that I will not be reading Silent Hospital this this year because I I think I was real close to breaking the adult content rating on that one, so we're not going to even test the waters. No need. Uh, But I did bring a brand-new poem that I wrote for the Spooktacular. I'm going to start out with that one. And uh, that is called – let me cue it up here. i got Nyla technical issues going on here. (laughs) That is called, uh, this is, because when I posted my spectacular last year, a lot of the longer poems I broke into parts, and so I didn't have 31 poems. So I don't have 31 for this year, so I'm going to get to writing. But this was the first one I wrote. It was brand new, and it's called New, New, not Nude. We don't want to break the rules. New Scarecrow. First time I caught, caught that malevolent stare, I could have been anywhere. If my GPS was reliable, I was broke down near a cornfield in Iowa. 
Crows perched on his shoulders. He wasn't scaring anything. Sun burning my neck. Corn, as far as the eye could see, looked like he was staring right at me. Lights of a farmhouse beyond. I needed a phone for a tow. I could walk a mile back to the gravel driveway or just walk down the rows. Seemed the way to go. He was maybe 50 yards in. Burlap mask, cruel button grin. Sun was going down fast, way too fast. Corn stalks cut with razor precision. I'd begun to regret my decision. Approaching his stock post, the field cleared. I could hear a low murmur of fear, a strange altar to the side. I couldn't help but think, where are Isaac and Malachi? Hurrying away, heartbeat spurned, looking back, realizing his straw head had turned. Watching me, cold black eyes, fear inside gripping, I ran hard, nearly tripping. Farmhouse still distant, sun flickering dull, almost down, running breathless, feet beating the ground. Something behind, giving chase, knocking, his, knocking the cornstalks astray. Something wicked coming my way. Looking back, and he's gone. His crucifix stand empty. Loose, now chasing me. Breaking through the field, passing through a front yard gate where an old man waits. Calm down, son. Everything will be okay. He can't hurt you unless I say. Now get on back to your stand. You running loose ain't in the plans. Now, now you rest, young feller. Take it, take it slow. I think it's time for a brand new scarecrow. I wake up, alive. Yes, but what is this? Tied to a stock stand, pure misery. The scarecrow is me. Watching a man entering the field is that myself I see. I try to scream a warning, but no sound, just bits of straw falling to the ground. Flailing hard, I'm free, running now after the man who is me, to warn of impending misery, peeking through the stalks as the old man talks to me, looking my way, knife in hand, telling me to get back on my stand, trudging sadly, burlap above, straw legs below, realizing I'll forever be another forgotten brand new scarecrow. In peace. That was wicked. <laughs> well, that's the idea, right? <clears throat> Sinister took it right out of my mouth. Told children of the corn, hillbilly, hell meets pumpkin head. Yeah, Stop well, it. I mean, there's a nod, there's a direct <laughs> nod to children, children, children of the corn in there with Isaac and Malachi. Um, I had actually written that poem to end where he became the scarecrow, and then I just got it in my head to take it one step further so that he would see himself entering, and it basically starts a, one of those loops, and I thought that would be kind of interesting. Not the most original, but still fun. Now, Nyla, do you, do you use one of your terms that you use in this show? You know what time it is? What time? It's time for one of your favorite spectacular poems. Now, I'm saving the big boys, the big guns, the, the cold black devil grounds and the abattoirs and all that for closer to Halloween. But for tonight, my companion piece to New Scarecrow is called 
<clears throat> Man, my throat has got to be right for this one. <clears throat> this, this is called Brain Eater. Oh, what a wonderful day to be dead. Oh, don't act surprised. You've seen enough of them movies. You didn't think they were all made up, did you? No, no, we're real, especially in, the, especially in these end of days. And we're not all shambling fuckers, neither. No, some of us are quite fast. We'll catch you, and we'll eat you. We fall in love, too. In fact, I lost my heart for her today. No, literally lost it. Got into a fight over a semi-fresh brain with some tomb-dumb rabble-rouser. He's new and didn't understand the rules for dissection. Bastard broke a rib trying to get my black, lifeless heart. He got it. I can hear her shotgun blast to the head in the distance. Foolish daddy's trying to feast. Only she won't lay down except for me. Says I'm the only zombie she'll sleep with. And she almost makes me feel alive. Nothing to cringe over, friend. We dead are the same as all of you living, whining airbags. We just wear our guts on our sleeves, so to speak. And we feed on flesh, mostly organs and brains. I like to sink my teeth into a poet. Good mind. See how he writes with no fingers. <laughs> as I return, I see my Cherie cracking a skull for me with chisel. She removes the brain and marinades it in blood. I see there's a side of spleen and a new burgundy vintage. It may seem sick to you or outlandish, but love is love. Life's rough no matter who you are. <laughs> right? <laughs> there you go. You were thinking of a zinger there. Um, yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, interesting note on that piece is it is an old piece from the MySpace days, but the original started out um, with the second verse uh, where he says, uh, I lost my heart for her today. That's how it originally started. And then I added the new introduction uh, when I represented it. So there you go. Always editing, always checking it out, always making it back, right? <laughs> Sin summed it up perfectly. He said in chat, he says, it's like Mr. Rogers meets Rob Zombie. When word writes like this, <laughs> well, that's okay. I'll take that. that. Was, that's a that's that a nice comment. And I have right to there. tell you, I have to tell you, and Missy, I'm sorry, but I was picturing picturing your husband naked. I didn't know it, but I was because when you said nude scarecrow throughout your entire poem, that scarecrow was naked. So now I've seen you naked, and I want you to know how awkward that feels be able to look at a scarecrow again without picturing it being naked it's probably more awkward for me but i will say that you're lucky that i'm not robbie because (laughs) you would have got fired back on that one big time right Uh, (laughs) right (laughs) you know you're sitting um, in chat right now saying why aren't i a scarecrow why aren't i a scarecrow (laughs) i don't think he's here tonight i was looking for him he's not there Oh, Robbie, you missed out. You missed out, me fine lad. Um, Nyla, thank you so much. Uh, the Spooktacular will be starting on Sunday. Uh, scary poems and stories all month, so hopefully you can catch it. Um, there will be a few re-released from last year, but I will probably do new videos uh, for the other ones 
because I've always always creating. I always want to make it better, try to improve. Um, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram under the name Word Machinist, and on Facebook, my poetry page there is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Nyla, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Even the nude comment, um, you might have broke your own rule there with the FCC, but <laughs> as always. Always a bunch of fun. I'm looking forward to hearing Anna and the rest of the poets. Well, I have a question for you, Runaway, real quick, because we were okay. talking about Halloween and stuff like that. Um, Halloween this year is on a Tuesday, and people are usually out doing stuff on Halloween, except for on the weekends, on Halloween weekend. That's when all the bar parties are and stuff like that. But do you want to, at some point this month, possibly maybe – host a separate from the speakeasy Halloween special or do you want to on the 26th do you on a Thursday show do you want to host with me and do a Halloween special on Thursday you want to host the Halloween show with me and talk a little bit about spooky poems see if we did our, if we did a day where it was just a Halloween special and it's not on a Thursday we can talk a lot more than we can on an open mic night is the reason I was thinking about, you know, maybe just doing one where we do fun, spooky stuff. But think about it. Ch- chat me up and we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. We've done it before, and that's always a good time. Um, yeah, let me check into things. I would be very interested in that. And as always, okay. Nyla, I thank you for the consideration. Love you very much. Go give Missy a hug for me. Tell her I'm sorry that you were well, naked. <laughs> we'll do that. I love you. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from, oh, our next caller comes from the land of fireflies. Seven, three, one. My darling man, you are on the air. I like I come from the land of unmuted. <laughs> Unmuted. Absolutely. Um, okay, so so I'm I'm really in a Jimmy has me in a conjuring mood. Okay, conjuring mood. And uh, and by the way, you should check your messages. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm looking at two open places on the wall here, and I'm envisioning two portraits, two prints, two paintings, two pictures. One is Jessica Brooke and Nyla, Alicia, and whoever they choose to invite along, having a slumber party. That is what I got from y'all's performance earlier, and that was great. If if that's all I've gotten out of this month on the show, I'm a happy camper. And speaking of camper, the other picture would be Jimmy, Vin, and Nyla going camping. Now, just... My image is the three of you in a semicircle looking down, watching the coffee percolating over an open fire as each of the three <laughs> of you are discussing the color as viewed through the color knob, glass, not plastic, in an effort to decide when the coffee is ready, when it's sufficiently brewed. <laughs> I want to go. Can you imagine going on a road trip with Finn? Personally, that no, would have I to. Can't. That I would. Can't. 
I can't either, and that's why it should be on my bucket list. Well, I mean, if, if I was there. I mean, that would that be, image... it would be like a, would it end up like a Thumb and Louise? You know, we'd have to run out the car off the Grand Canyon. We had so much fun and probably did shit we weren't supposed to do. Um, that would that would be great. And if I if I was there though, I would just kind of be off in the distance and pick the most viable target and just come behind you, and just put my hand on your shoulder, just to watch the fireworks would... start. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was gonna say, oh, you're gonna be my grounding effect. No, wait, he's the spark. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, we know we're. Listen, I I have been enlightened by my new news. Okay, mm-hmm. Ellen, Olivia is my new news, and and she enlightens every moment of my day, and she has taught me that the greatest part of Halloween is not so much just Halloween night, but the days and weeks leading up to it because you're unencumbered. You could celebrate any way you want. You could plan any way you want. You can go by this, that, or the other. You can write this, that, or the other. You can watch movies and stuff. You can basically celebrate this endlessly. And she's taught me this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually messaged her. I said, I'm on the radio. And I said, did I talk about you tonight? And she said, if that's what your heart desires. Now, listen to me. I have been writing for a century and a half. And... The thing that matters most is if you have a muse that can convey to you to do whatever your heart desires, you better hang on to that one. That's a good muse right there. Mm-hmm. Or a dangerous one. I'll take that. I'll settle for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Jesse Winchester wrote a song called Dangerous Fun. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to it. No, you, it's your turn to post a video. I will send you a video of that. I'll send you that as recorded by Rodney Crowell, Gill, and Emma Lou Harrison. It's an absolute classic. Perfect. So there. Good. I've rambled. I've chit-chatted. I'm only going to read one poem tonight for two reasons. Okay? The first reason is because I've rambled and chatted several minutes. The second reason is this poem is written by Audrey Michelle, and who are you going to follow her with? She wrote a poem and posted it on our Facebook page on September 17th, 2023, just the other day. And if anybody is not familiar with Audrey Michelle, you can find her at facebook.com slash Audrey Michelle Poet. And it's A-U-D-R-E-Y-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-D-O-E-T. She loves so, Michael, do you, know, do you know how I tell you all the time that there's very serendipitous moments between you and I? Mm-hmm. That somewhere in the galaxy, our brains are connected or we're walking like parallel paths or you're my doppelganger or something. Because I literally just spent, I was on the phone with Gina and Jay yesterday talking about uh, the Epiphany Show and doing their their um 
interviews and stuff, and I was literally sitting there just going on and on and on about how amazing Audrey Michelle is and how they really need to get her on the show and the stuff she's been through and what a powerful poet she is and, you know, how she struggled as a female poet and the things she had to overcome to be taken seriously and, you know, the strength in her voice and the journey she's been, all of it. I was, I mean, just, and then boom, here you come reading Audrey Michelle. That's got to be weird. There's too many things like that that happen between us. We're like those witches, witches that when they get together, weird stuff happens or something. I don't know. But it's something. Okay, go ahead. I'm just y'all's. I'm just y'all's vessel. Mm-hmm. I'm just here. You just point me in a direction. There I go. All right, I'm going to read a poem. <clears throat> The name of the poem is Vanity Hides What Exists Inside by Audrey Michelle. Promise she wears as if it's in fashion. This season's trend is wear on distraction. A chain of pain surrounds her neck, designed by life and quite select. The collar turned choker and breath is too rare, confused by life's torture. Mind survives unaware. A brain that starves for its truest passion cannot break through chains when its oxygen's rationed. Feelings inhaled, lungs sense just a scent. They fight to breathe and they just won't relent. Exhausted and hungry, the troops can't break loose, so jewels she wears around as a noose. The necklace grows and forces attention, a beautiful shell, its solo intention. Enamored eyes can view only what's there, just a shell can survive when there's no longer air. End of poem. See, incredibly powerful. You know, it's like that part of you inside that's scratching to get out and it can't and you have to live it's like you're walking through a play and you feel like you're playing a role and you know that but inside that's not what's happening and inside that's not what you look like that's not who you are that's not how you feel you're not that smile she's incredible i absolutely i've been a fan of hers since for so long i owe so much to that woman you introduced me to her I, I, I remember. She changed me. My life. She changed my life as a poet. She really did. Mm-hmm. She is incredible. I'm so glad you read her. That made my heart smile. Yeah, I did mess up one word. Uh, so Jules, what word? I said grows instead of glows. But in all fairness, like two. Uh, Fire trucks went by and the lights were flashing. I bet when I hear the go did the playback, I can hear the sirens. <laughs> She'll think, "Wow, that's a nice effect." <laughs> it wasn't the effect. I'm trying to figure out what's on fire outside. <laughs> the factory's burning down. But wait, I've only got three more lines to read. <laughs> I know, and 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 just in an instant, when I when I mispronounced "close," I said "grows." I I could. Just, I can feel a noose around my neck. Like, oh, God, she's not going to be pleased. But you know what? For, for, for all of of Audrey's incredible writing abilities, and she has a built-in meter, okay? 
I'm serious. She has a built-in meter whether she's rhyming or not and everything. I, I'd pay money to watch her back in the living room floor. But she has fun. She finds a way to have fun and enjoy stuff. You could hear it in her voice. I've heard her on the show before. And uh, there's a lilt there. Have you ever been sitting at, with somebody at a funeral and and they make you laugh during the funeral? Yeah. I bet she could make you laugh during I bet she could make me laugh during the funeral. Seriously. And that's a compliment. Honest to God. That's that's as the name for that. That's called the giggle loop. When you get tickled at a funeral yep. and bust out laughing, it's called a, a giggle loop. Mm-hmm. So there. I love I love it when you get that kind of laughing where you you think you're calmed down, but as soon as you look at each other, you can't look at each other because you, you just, for some reason, you can't stop laughing. I know. That's really fun when that happens. It is. Unreal. Thank you so, for bringing uh, Audrey anyway. to the show tonight. You're welcome. You're welcome. And bear in mind, it's only 33 days till Halloween, so that's a lot of days to have a big time. I know, right? Mm-hmm. I really hope. I know that you don't do. I know that you don't do homework, and you don't. I mean, that's just not I who don't. you are. It's never been who you are. No. But right. I do want to say I hope that one of those speakeasy prompts that I gave creeps in and kind of sticks in your head a little bit, because. I know what you could do with you gave me a prompt if you if you, you decided to. You already gave me a prompt tonight. Go back and listen to the playbook playback of the show, okay? And listen to how you pronounce the word percolator. You gave percolator. me all my inspiration. Go back and see how you pronounce percolator. How did I pronounce it? Oh, you'll have to dig in for yourself. Can't give it all away. Percolator? Am I saying it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to step aside now. Look, everybody's waiting. Mm-hmm. You said a lot of people were there. Love y'all. Yes. Have a great evening. Bye. Bye, hon. <laughs> Am I saying it wrong, you guys? What did I say? Percolator. Percolator. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Next caller, we have, you know what, you guys, because the lines are, we don't, I mean, we're not like, you know, busting the board, but since we do have kind of a big lineup, I want to, I'm going to run through it real quick just so you know where you are. We have got um, Mama's next, then we have, where, where, where's Mike, where's, where'd Mama go? Okay, we have. 216, then 848, followed by 937-903-573. We have a Skype caller, Brother O, at 219-419-832. Lola and Rich, and we have Miss Emmy. And we've got three... Six. We've got. Looks like we've got everybody. Okay. All right. Except for the ones that don't have their hands up. Tour them forever. 
My beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. mama. Your beautiful, beautiful mama is going to plant you now and perk you later. <laughs> is that what I said, perk you later? No, we don't know. I don't know. Me and Maggie is on the phone. We just like messing with your percolator uh, word. So, okay. I said, I'm going to plant you now and percolator. Percolator. Perk. Percolator. <laughs> Maggie Percolator. is going to go first. There's your niece, Maggie. She's sleepy and tired tonight. So, um, say hello to her and cheer her up a little bit. My auntie is here. Is she still awake? Hello? Auntie, it's your favorite niece. Come read to me. Maggie. I want your poetry in my ear, and I'm going to sing till you come here and read to me, because it's your words I want to see floating through space. She's still on the line. I don't know. Maggie, are you on mute? Okay, I'll do mine. Maybe she'll come off of mute and say something. But she's she's still on the line. I don't know what's going on. Well, why don't you hear your poem? Maybe maybe she'll hear it and wake up. Oh, she's not on mute. Okay, the name of this piece is the one I do every Halloween. It's called Death by Murder. I wrote it. I got the inspiration from uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes. And so this is called Death by Murder by Mama Oladeji. Murky water. See, this is scary stuff to me. The stuff y'all talking about don't scare me, but this scares me. Murky water left to drink. Floating particles of death. Eerie presence leaves discontent as something wicked floats in it. The bone-chilling, chilly wind doth blow off Lake Erie with flurry snow. Late at night, off cold, dark shores, shadows of a floating barge. Clouds of soot from steamers clogged pollute the air with killer smog. And something wicked this way blows. Perverts creep on angry streets. Children homeless are their prey, desperately at the mercy of. She gets plucked like a sweet, ripe plum as something wicked this way comes. There are no herbs left to purge her. This was strictly death by murder. Blood dripping from their lips, every scary thing they fling as vampires' odors fumigates the evil deeds their gluttony brings. They've desecrated the graves of men. Though we stand by, we cannot extend at least a stick to beat the bush or make loud noises and pretend while something evil this way spins. Death by murder, death by murder, murky water, left to drink, floating particles of death, eerie presence leaves discontent as something wicked 
floats in it. It's poem number one. Wasn't that scary? That was, Mama. I have nightmares, you guys. Okay. Freaking awesome, Mama. All right. Maggie? Mm. Okay. So I'll just read, um, I'll just read part two of that. Crystal water turns to dark where its presence leaves its mark and boiling currents pound like drums when something wicked this way comes. A presence dark invades the fair and gives the horses ample scare. Chaos reigns and panic fills the air when something wicked this way comes. Ill winds marks its fearsome flight. The autumn branches creak with fright. The landscape turns to ashen crumbs when something wicked this way comes. Flowers bloom as black as night, removing color from your sight. Nightmarish vines block your way. Thorns reach out to catch their prey. And by the prickling of your thumb, realizing that they're poisoned, numb. The frightful blooms rank odors seep. Bats and beasties fly and creep. Across this evil land, your winds blow. Despite the darkness, mushrooms glow. All will rot and decompose, but something wicked this way grows. Part one was by me, and inspired by Ray Badberry. That was really, really good. Both of those were. Thank you. Maggie. Creepy, but amazing. I don't know what happened to Maggie. She must have fell asleep. We've been on here since 8. No, since 7.45. <laughs> she was on hold when we were talking today. Um, do you want to, do you have another show you're doing tonight? Well, um, yeah, I would like to go see what they're doing. But, um. I wanted Maggie to do her piece, so I think what I'm going to do is press one to get out of the lineup, and then press when she gets back, press one and put yourself back in the lineup, and I'll watch for you and bring you on well, when she's there. I'll probably give her a chance to hang up if she. I just got me. back. Oh, there she is! Yay! <laughs> oh, Sorry. Wow. Yeah, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> No, you've been tortured enough, so, like, there she is, Nyla. <laughs> Yay. Hey, Auntie, my darling. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. I was listening intently, but then my boyfriend called, and so what do you do, you know? You throw everybody off for, for your boyfriend. <laughs> um, so you mean he didn't allow you to hear my poem? No, yeah, that's right. That's right. I didn't, I, you know, I was watching to see if, your, you know, our names came up, and then I missed that whole thing, so I didn't even know when we were on. Oh, oh God. man. 
Well, you're here. Oh. The, the playback is on, so you can hear it on the playback. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, he's on the ship. Excuse me. He's on the uh, list. He's he's going to do a poem? No, no, no. Oh, the other list. Okay. The other list, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. So, do you have a spooky poem or a scary poem or something that's just not real uh, I do not. I oh, am... Good. I don't okay. enjoy I don't enjoy Halloween. It okay. creeps me out into my bones. So, you know, I, I, I remember you saying it. that last year. I yeah, remember you I saying that I last did. year. Yeah. So what what we're gonna have to do is call in in November instead of October. Right. Like we keep calling in in October. I know. I know. And, this uh, doesn't work. I was gonna tell you what I was gonna tell Nyla that me and you are. Since we're so quiet and sweet, and we want to be a we want to be attention whore for Halloween, I was going to ask her if she can make us some attention whore. Uh, oh, costume. Costume. <laughs> Oh, I could make the most amazing attention whore costumes. I can just picture them in my head right now. <laughs> well, I want I want pink hair, and I want a petticoat under my dress. Oh my yeah, and, uh-huh. and I want um, I want a purple shoes. And, well, um, I think we need a bustier if you're going to be a whore. <laughs> oh, oh, no, att- no, attention whore. Is that going to get a Oh, attention whore. Oh, sorry. <laughs> How would I get that wrong? <laughs> so so uh, look, tell her what you want for your costume. Yeah, well, well gosh, I don't know. <laughs> you want bustier? Lots of sparkles. I'll, I'll take a bustier, yeah. And what else? You Lots of sparkles. Walk around well, no. No, no. And, you know, and, and uh, fishnet stockings, of course. Oh, cool, cool. That's really cool. Black boots, you know, with, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, not too high because you can't see the fishnet. So that's you know, true. That's true. Unless that's you can true. wear a mini skirt. I don't think I can pull that off anymore. <laughs> okay. All right, then. So now I hope got we're that. not on the air here. <laughs> No, it's just that. So no one pays attention anyway, so we're okay. Okay. Just say say whatever you want. Just keep talking. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh I'm, I'm just going to do, do uh, I just did part one and part two. So uh, Nyla is waiting for you, Maggie, and then we're going to listen to the playback because you missed it. So. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is probably one I've done before here. I just can't remember. I, I should write it down anymore. When I've read some, so well, you get to do two. Well, I just I, I uh, I yeah yeah I yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is going really well. I could tell. <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I did have two, but. Uh, I don't but know where I'd put the other one. Butter-rama. Butter-rama. Ay-ay-ay. Butter-rama. Butter-rama. Oh, my God. Just do whatever one you want. We don't care. We've okay. been tortured enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it, am I, are we ready? Am I on the air? Here? Yes, your turn. Oh, my God. You are absolutely okay. on the air. <laughs> the All whole right, time then. we've been Here on the go. air. That's what I thought. Okay. Hey, everybody. (laughs) 
Okay, so uh, screen doors and squirrels. Um, I, anyway, sitting quietly on the floor in the front porch for a visit from Marco Polo. He sometimes, he sometimes came around and sometimes even crawled around on the screen door, his little squirrel feet grasping, fluffy tail swishing and vibrating, bright eyes darting to beg for peanuts or hunt for a chocolate chip cookie crumb fallen from tiny grubby hands. No one was around. I was about four years old and fighting hard against the nap. I wore my new-to-me sleeveless shirt, the one with lots of colorful stripes, an actual collar that chafed, and regular buttons like just like on my dad's white shirts that I had buttoned up all by myself. I was finally a big girl. My white anklets with white lace and a tiny blue flower on top were inside my white polished shoes. The shoes with the bumper toes were comfy, soft, and broken in nicely for me by my big sisters. I've been working very hard at tying my own laces, but no matter how hard I tried, I, I just couldn't get them tied. It was probably late morning or early afternoon, warm, sunny, and I was feeling safe in the familiar front porch, secure in my grandparents' home. Warm cookies were cooling on the stove, and Grandma said we were having wilted lettuce salad with bacon that night and corn on the cob and watermelon, all my favorite foods ever in the whole wide world. Content and cozy, I sat against the door jamb a few feet across from the screen door, quieting myself, watching and waiting. As I stared at the door, eyes lazy and squinting a bit at the sun, the layers of screening replaced and repaired and reinforced several times by my industrious grandpa began to change, to actually disappear. I screwed up my eyes to make it happen again, but the moment was lost. It was just a regular old door again. Looking around, a tiny bit afraid someone might see me and scoop me up for my nap, I scooted, silently crawling, and placed my face as close as I could to get another look at the screens. Almost at once, only a button nose away, it disappeared again. The screens were gone, and I could see clearly the old pine sap on the tree trunk outside beside the cement walkway. I had no chance to consider my find as Marco Polo right then at that very moment leapt on the screen and just as quickly leapt off. Obviously startled, he darted away, gone as quick as he'd appeared. Goofy eyes and discoveries forgotten and quite startled myself, I yelped and darted the other way into the quiet cool of the living room, vaguely worried about scaring Marco Polo. But he, w he was away and gone in the trees, so I went on to consider, well, what next? As for a cookie for Grandpa in his basement workshop, maybe he'd make me a puzzle out of a piece of wood. Or I could hide behind the chair in the corner beside the stairs after sliding down the banister. But the banister was tall, and I was not, and nobody there to catch me if I fell. Had I kept any toys there behind the chair, or little bits of things like string, perhaps, or a rock? Maybe later that day, or maybe another, I had hold of a daylily flower, or it could have been a yellow iris, whichever it was. I pulled it close and took a tentative sniff, which was not in the least bit pleasant, but something had caught my eye. Looking slowly down the middle, inside, to the very center where the petals met, 
and watched it change, no longer a flower, but a mystical and brilliant sight of wonderment beyond my words, fresh and new. What was this? The screens and now a flower? Waiting for the kids to come home from big kid places, I wondered, was this happening to me alone? Or was it of me? Or maybe was it about me? There was a world of light where colors streaked in myriad shades, crystalline droplets reflected and glowed, and sparkles seemed ready to splash. I thrilled to the tiny flashing glints of rainbows in little bits of wet sunlight. I mostly forgot this magic, having never dared to share it. As the fourth child and the baby of the family, I was the butt of jokes, always too young or too small or too dumb. I was teased and tickled and prodded and poked and shoved. I wondered, would they even try to understand if I could only tell them? It was just too much to consider and without the words to explain. I was too little to say what I saw, too young to risk being wrong, too timid to be laughed at, too sensitive to share my excitement at this unexpected delight. I tucked it away, and though my years rolled on, I never wholly forgot. I tried once or twice to explain my wonderment at my flower experience, only to blank stares. And yet I share again now with you. Since even decades passed, it seems as more than a mere fond remembering. I tell you gently now, still awestruck, as a treasure shared with precious friends. A simple flower, innocently and quietly, growing in my beloved grandparents' garden. End poem. Wow. You have an incredible style of writing where you, you, it's like an observational narrative. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you, through your, your story that you're telling, you know, through the content of, you know, getting from point A to point B, you observe things in your surrounding which make it mm-hmm. very immersible for people who are listening, who are her. Right. I mean, that was just, that was incredible to listen to. Fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It, Thank you. Yes, it was. Um, it was an incredible story and it still seemed happy and sad. It was a child that learned how to play by herself. Yeah. And yeah. Found, out, found a lot of things to do to, um, to make her life you know, more exciting that the big kids were gone. She didn't have any playmates. The little uh, squirrel was not coming back, and right, she just had right. to find a way to make herself, you know, like a child, just have fun. And, wow, that was really a touching, very touching poem. And you're not just a poet. I, from what I can understand, I feel like you are a writer. Hmm. A writer. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's so descriptive. Sliding down the banisters, but you had enough sense to know where nobody down there to catch me, so I think I'm going to try that one. Right. I want to point this out real quickly, too. You know, a lot of times when people write about their childhood or, you know, a man tries to write about a woman or a woman writes about a man or any time we have to shift the character, but especially when, you know, we're talking about, like, you know, you're talking about being a kid. We mm-hmm. write about ourselves being a kid from an adult perspective, but you did a really mm-hmm. good job about with with writing about a child and really incorporating 
into the poem, you know, looking at things the way a child would look at them, you know, and not the way an adult brain writing about a child would would normally do. And I think that's a really good thing to point out because it's something that we should all watch for. You know, when we are mm-hmm. writing mm-hmm. about something, someone, somewhere, we really have to become them and put our own way of thinking behind us and you know that was just a great example of that good job hmm. thank you yeah. thank you wow yeah. that's really touching thank you I'm just showing you all your um, <laughs> talent and everything over here um, I knew you were a poet but this is really this is a, you got to write a book we got to get her <laughs> that a was a great that's great a piece of prose yeah. narrative thank prose. you I appreciate that yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Well, you know, the thing about the child is that is that, I mean, every single one of those things was. I mean, that was me. That every single one of those things is a memory that I have, and um, and and I did feel as though when my life was looked at, when I was the child, like I said, I was, you know, poked and prodded and teased and laughed at, and and I still remember that part too. And I don't like that, you know. And and so, it's kind of like trying to uh, to remind that little girl in me that you know, all of these things are 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 fine and good and, and normal and right, you know. Because I, I don't like condescension or stuff since I experienced so much of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, since we're so quiet and sweet and we don't like condescension, when she gets those outfits ready for us for Halloween. <laughs> Um, and we'll go out I'll jump right on it with my 11 other <laughs> orders I'm trying to finish in oh, a week yeah, and a half. <laughs> right, All right. Right. No problem, Mama. <laughs> okay, right. ladies. Thank you. Love you both. Thank you so Love much you for sticking with me. They made my day. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. And uh, to both of you, I'm going to go over here and find me another show, and I'll listen to the archives later. Okay. Right. Awesome. Love you, Mama. Bye-bye. Thank you, Auntie. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 937. 937, you are on the air. Hello. I thought I I was after Anna. Oh, you're not on. It's not your turn yet. I just did that to mess with your head. Aren't I mean? I'll come back and get you in a minute. I'm okay with that. I was not prepared. Okay. Okay. I'm so glad you remind me. I would have felt so bad. Oh, Miss Hello. Anna. Hi. Oh, my God. Welcome to the show. I'm like, I was hoping that you would accidentally hang me up. I'm so nervous. And Lola is definitely after me because I recognize her voice, and she's laughing at me right now. <laughs> Have you heard me on this show today? You, oh, my God. I am such a hot mess right now that that should tell you something. I mean, we, there's nothing pretentious. There are no egos on this show. We all just my hang out and have sweating. fun. And no, no, don't. Your words are your friends. They will never let you down. They will take care of you. This is just the very the, first the, time I'm just, reading, like, out loud. Ever? Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. This is going to yeah, change I your life. Jimmy it, popped it, my writing It's going to change your life. Reading. Naughty, experience. naughty girl. What are you wearing right now? Um, <laughs> oh, sweatpants and a T-shirt. I'm a mom. <laughs> oh, you know what? Seriously, this is going to change. This is going to change you. 
It's going to change you. I re- it's going to change how you. It's scary, but you're going to get such a high from doing this. <laughs> it's going to be so exhilarating, and it's going to change you as a writer. You after Ugh. you do this today, you are never going to write in the same way again, because your your words are never going to be flat, inanimate objects on a paper ever again. Because right now, what you're doing is breathing and breathing air into them. You're like Mad Frankenstein, bringing them to life. <laughs> and once you bring them to life, you can't put them back asleep. They're like freaking vampires; they don't die. You know. Well, it's it's funny. It's cute because my husband is in the kitchen with the kids right now, and he's listening. Mm-hmm. And I I, Hi, I husband, think I might I'm yeah I might get lucky later because he's so excited that I'm doing this. He's like a little kid. He's like beaming, and I'm over here nervous. And he's like smiling from ear to ear. Dude, so. you know how hot she looks yeah. in that t-shirt and sweatpants. <laughs> Just I'm saying. Probably laughing right now, which I have to tell you, <laughs> you have, and I, and I mean this with all sincerity, you have the most beautiful voice. I love your voice. <laughs> you too. You Thank really, you. really do. You have an amazing voice. Oh, Thank you. I can't believe I'm actually doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So before you get started, just breathe. The biggest thing is to remember to breathe. Yeah. And, you know, don't, and, and you know what, the best advice someone gave me, because I'm terrified, I've worked in radio my entire life, but I have this horrific fear of speaking in public. And even though oh, I'm yeah. sitting on the radio right now, I know y'all are out there and I know you're real. And I've been doing this show for 16 years now and it's never wow. changed. Every single time this show goes live, I feel like throwing up in my shoes. And that's why <laughs> if you listen back 16 years, the opening of my show is always the same Ugh. because I know if I can get through that first five minutes of the show, then I can, at yeah. some point during that, I'm going to exhale and start breathing again, and I'll be fine. And once I get going, then I'm fine. But this, it's the getting started. And so if you ever oh, go yeah. out and do open mics or anything like that, always find one or two poems that you really, really like, and they're going to be your signature poems. And I want you to... Set the cat in the chair when nobody's around so you don't feel funny. And I want you to read your poems to that cat. And what that's going to do, if you have a cat, if you don't go get a cat, everybody should have a cat. Um, but what that does is it makes you, it's, it's different reading it on paper and reading yeah. it out loud than it oh, is yeah. reading it to somebody. So I, Right. I got invited to do a live show one time and I'd never, and I'm just, I mean, seriously, paralyzing fear of talking in front of people. Um, mm. Invited to do the open mic in person, live open mic. And it was like, no way. I absolutely cannot do that. And he goes, oh, well, that's fine. Do you mind maybe if I read a piece of yours at one of the shows? And as soon as he said that, the hair on the back of my neck stood up <laughs> and I was it was like a junkyard dog. I mean, you'd, poor guy. I thought I was going to kill him. But, you know, inside I'm just thinking, oh, no way. You're not reading my poem. Those are my poems. And I knew that I was going to do it. Even though I was terrified, I well. knew that I was going to do it. And so the day before, I met with a friend, and he asked me what I was going to read. So I read them the two poems to him. And he just kind of looked at me and was really quiet. And it's like, oh, wow. You know, that whole awkward thing. And he asked yeah. me these questions, and it changed the way I read poetry forever. He said, did you just read those to me with the same emotion 
as you wrote them. He said, don't be afraid of your words. Let them come out. Let them do the talking. Let them, let them walk out and tell the story. Not you. you ju- you're just the actor, you know. They're the story. They're, it's their voice. And so it really made me look at, a way, at, at, look at the way I was projecting, look at the way I was sharing it. You know, usually people get up there and they just read, like William Shatner, this <laughs> is a poem. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to be William Shatner. So it's, I mean, I am so excited for you. I am so excited for you because this is really going that. to change you. I'm excited you're here. No, thank you. I once in, I I don't know, 2000 and something, I worked at Barnes & Noble. They had a poetry reading. And, of course, I picked a really deep one. And I started crying. And I I got all emotional when I was reading it. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this again. But but here I am. But I I have to give a shout-out to Jimmy. Um, And I don't want to keep, because I know there's other people in line, but he truly has become a big brother to me. And I love him and his wife dearly she's amazing they're both amazing and uh lola is absolutely a muse <laughs> she's very inspiring and she she really gave me the push to to do this so. her name is inspiring oh she's just it's, it, it's uh, like a sex kitten name <laughs> she she's she she's adorable my friend's father saw a picture of her on her writing page and you know we call him red fox my friend's dad my best friend's father because he talks like red fox and he looks at the picture <laughs> he goes who that and i go daddy i said no and he's like lola i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah he loved her but uh yeah so i did pick two poems i can't believe the ones i chose uh the first one's kind of long, so if my voice is a little shaky, just bear with me. I apologize. <laughs> It'll be my You're nervousness. Um, so should I read it now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's called "There's a Man." The Man with Dark Eyes. Um, There's a man with dark eyes. A little girl sits on his knee. I am barely four. That little girl was me. There's a lamp in the corner, a skeleton behind the door. No one thought I remembered when coffee beans hit the floor. There's a man with dark eyes. A little girl sits on his knee. I'm smiling up at him. He's so happy holding me. There's a young mother who's gone quite mad. This wasn't the life she intended to have. Filled with resentment, fueled with hate, because once again... Daddy's home late. There's the scent of a woman, cigarettes and beer. All I want is to run far away from here. So I crept out of my bed, tiptoed down the hall. I am only age three. This is something I shouldn't see. There's a crib in my parents' bedroom, and it my infant brother is crying. I make my way over to comfort him. It's not working, but I am trying. There's pushing and screaming, so I get in between. I beg them to stop, but they don't hear me. There's a mother that's lost all control. She picks up the bean-filled lamp, and at him she throws. There was a lamp in the corner. Now it's shattered and no more. 
I gasped as I watched. Coffee beans hit the floor. There was a man standing before me. His eyes turned white in his head. He dropped at my feet. I thought he was dead. There was a man who had a stroke after fighting with his wife. His daughter would be scarred for the rest of her life. There was a lamp in the corner, a skeleton behind the door. No one thought I remembered when his body hit the floor. Wow. I'm assuming that's end poem? Yeah, end poem. Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. I never know when someone's doing a dramatic pause, so it's like, do I talk yet? Do I talk yet? Do I talk yet? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, the the whole lamp in the corner and there's a skeleton behind the door and, you know, people didn't, think, as you walked through that, doing that repetitive verse just was like a hammer going down. It, Every it, time you said it, it was a hammer, it was a hammer, it was a hammer. That was yeah. amazing. Thank you. I Thank you. And that, that poem was nonfiction, by the way. So that really did happen. That was my childhood. So, yeah. Yep. I say a lot of my writing. Well, I don't think you could it. have written it that way. I don't think you could have written it that way if it wasn't. It was too. Yeah. It was too good to be I made up. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. That was a heavy one. <laughs> this one's not going to be as heavy, um, but. Uh, this was inspired by my son. I have two children. They're both on the autism spectrum. And um, they inspire me a lot with my rights. My, my family does. So this one is titled, You Save Me. You save me with every mommy I need a hug. With every mommy you're beautiful, you save me, my little love bug. With every feathered forehead kiss, my heart, my boy, my wish, you are pure bliss. You are my little Leo, gifted from the stars with never-ending charms. You save me from myself with sweet reminders that all will be well. You save me yet never knowing. Sometimes I get lost, but for you, no matter the cost. You save me when my light goes dim. Your bright smile and hazel pools, how they rescue my soul from drowning within. You save me, you'll never know how hard I've fought to watch you grow. Preparing every step for what lies ahead before I go. You saved me from myself by bringing me heaven after running through hell. You saved me. End poem. You know, that resident, resident, that that radiates with me very strongly. Uh, I got divorced when I was 21 and I had three kids to raise. And... When you're a mama, and it doesn't matter if you're a single mom or a mom, it just doesn't matter. When you're a mom and, and the world knocks you down, mm-hmm. you, don't have, you don't have your wounds and get better and shake it off like before you had children. You have to no, get up, brush the dirt off, and just keep going. You know, and yeah. You know, you don't have time to sit there and be broken. You don't have time to sit there and heal or feel sorry for yourself. I mean, you just can't. You you have to get up and go. Always yeah. have to get up and go. Have to go. Have to go. You know, you and that came through really well. That 
you know. And yeah, I think there's times where I would I went through things, you know, when my kids were littler and I'm a single mom and you know trying to get through life with three kids on my own and so when you say, you know, you saved me with every hug, you saved me with you're absolutely right. I mean, that's spot on. That's where your that's your that's your superpower. Your kids are your it superpower. Is. You know, it because you can't sit there and swallow you and mm-hmm. feel sorry for yourself and let yourself sink in that deep dark hole. You can't do it. And so and every time they do uh, that, they save you. They can pick up on it too. My kids are extremely empathetic, so it's one of those things where they pick up on you know, emotions when they walk in a room, how someone else is feeling. So it's, you I'm, you know, it's hard when they're like, is anything wrong? And you're like, no, 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 I'm fine. And they can see right through it. <laughs> right through it. Yeah, they yes, can. Yes, they can. <laughs> yeah, they can. Both oh, of those were great reads. And you did them so well. And there was no hesitation. There was no stumbling. You didn't sound nervous at all. You just... <laughs> aced right through that. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I feel better now. Now I'm not as nervous. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> oh. There's other places you can be nervous, but not here. <laughs> you don't ever have to be nervous here. We're not that yeah. kind of place. No, it's 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 amazing and it's wonderful and hearing everyone and, and hearing all the poetry and um the woman that was on right before I got on hers, how descriptive it was. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad I did it. I feel much better now. <laughs> well, now that you've found your way here and you've read and Jimmy brought you to us, now your family, you know, now you, you know, you got a coffee mug with your name on it. So you're <laughs> welcome back anytime. I cannot wait to hear what you bring and get to know you better through your writing and chatting with you. So thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate Um, you guys. Thank you so much. This meant a lot to me too. It it, really meant a lot to me because I lost my dad when I was 13. And uh, that one, yeah, he was fantastic. I can't even imagine how hard that was. Well, you know, I it probably wouldn't have been, but what I was left with was not good, we'll say. So I've always had to fight. But you know what? I came out a stronger person because of it and a better mom because of it. So you can break cycles. I always tell people that just because you come from certain things doesn't mean you have to repeat them. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. But it's been an absolute pleasure, and you are wonderful, and thank you for making me feel so comfortable. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank thank you. you for delighting us. <laughs> and I'll definitely be back. <laughs> awesome. Well, I cannot wait. You have a good week. Go write bunches of stuff, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? Before you go, okay. though, tell everyone how to find you. Oh, yes. Uh, my Facebook writing page is Lost in the Background, and you can find all my stuff there. And I'm working on my first book, so hopefully by December that will be out. So, yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm typing. I'm typing as you're talking. <laughs> and, you know, I, got, I have to Oh, look at quick. you. You are a little cutie. You're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glad that you think so. Thank you. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. I just liked your page. I'm going to post it into the link to your page into the chat room for you. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much, Nyla. You're, You're fantastic. Welcome. Thank you. Hubby and babies, your mommy did great. <laughs> your wife and your mommy did great tonight. We're very proud of her. We're very glad she's with us. Give her big hugs for us. He okay. is. He's going to make me cry the second I walk out of here. I know he is because I get with my husband the second he looks at me. I'm just going to start bawling like a baby. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to start crying. Happy tears, though. As long as long as you're grinning while you're doing it because this yeah. is great. This is start of a beautiful thing oh. here. Oh, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, dear. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you have a good night, hon. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetheart. Okay. Um, Our next caller comes from... Nine, three, seven... 937, you're on the air. It's Lola. Hello, ma'am. <laughs> Hi, Kitten. That's my new na- nickname for you, Kitten, by the way. Just I so will you take know. it. Because <laughs> you, you sound oh. like you purr, and your name purrs. Well, I, I would like to think, my, my alter ego likes to think so anyway. <laughs> you know, Alter egos are just our true selves hiding behind a facade. So you ain't fooling anyone. Right. I'll t- I, I like you know, both But, it, but it's like easy when you're a poet like because you can, say, you can say, you know, it's just a poem, but we know it's not just a poem. Right. <laughs> now, I, I have learned that uh, my writing is where all my vulnerability is. That is the window into my real self. So, like, it's my safe place where I can express what I need to, what I can't say out loud. So. Yeah. And I just want to say, Anna well, did so good. I, she I did know, right? She did so I good. I so proud she of her. Is you, know, it's like, you know, the way she was talking, I was person. expecting her to, you know, I was expecting something, but her delivery was amazing. She read clearly. Mm-hmm. She didn't stumble. She didn't sound shaky. You know, I know the feeling inside. I know she was nervous, but it, it wasn't portrayed at all. There was confidence. It, it was, uh, she did fantastic. I absolutely 100% agree. She absolutely did. And I, I, um, I've been friends with her for, for a little while now, and she's definitely a soul sister, and um, I love watching her grow. And just keep moving forward. Like, she's a phenomenal writer. And uh, she actually, I really became aware of her. Um, another writer and I, we did an um, anthology for a charity. And it was um, called The Messy Parts. And it was all about motherhood. Like, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the things. And um, Anna put uh, some wonderful pieces. Awesome. Jimmy's bringing me some real us, but me some amazing treasures you're like you're like a treasure and as a treasure Aww. rich is a treasure well i highly enjoy it i we've been trying to get anna to come on for a couple weeks so i'm glad she finally did it 
Me too. And I, I'm really excited because it, it, it's really fun for me to watch someone who's never read before and then watch how they change. And she mm-hmm. is going to change. She just Absolutely. doesn't know it yet, but profoundly change. Once your words come to life, I mean, even when you write, it's different because you're not seeing them flat on a page anymore. You're hearing them out loud in your head when you're writing. Absolutely. I agree. I, I agree. Like, I, I don't do a lot of spoken, um, but that's like when I started to do a few, when I first joined Facebook um, and I joined some poetry groups, like I did some spoken pieces um, and like from that point on, like I, my writing has evolved so much and um, like, it's, it's amazing just to kind of see that journey, you know, and just being a part of the writing community, like, you know, being around other writers who have different styles than you do and, um, you know, getting like their feedback and that kind of uh, thing is, it's, it's wonderful. Well, I'm excited about what, is wonderful that you brought for us tonight. Okay, I've got two. Um, and again, they're, you know, they're not terribly long, but not, you know, one non-spicy and one spicy, so. <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice has always been too loud. Gregarious tongue, a most spectacular court jester. Obnoxious even while it did my bidding as it was fueled by shaking hands and car-chased thoughts. It protected my insides, the rawness of souls, the parts that cowered in darkened corners, quiet as a dead mouse, for it distracted those who got too close. In peace. <laughs> we must be sisters. Yeah, my, my funny has always been my, my, uh, my armor. Like mm-hmm. I, re- I revert to funny when I'm nervous, when I'm scared. Like, you know, that that's my go-to. It's it's funny. I always say that I'm the biggest. I'm the I'm the biggest. No, yeah, exactly. my brain won't say the word. Extroverted. Why won't my brain say that? Yeah, ex- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm and I would I I'm always so social and everything like that to hide the fact mm-hmm. that I'm shy which seems counterproductive or, you know, one cancels out the other, but I'm so, I get, you know, when I'm around things, I get very outgoing, you know, and, and things like that. I I act like I have a ton of confidence, but it's because I absolutely don't. I'm, I'm really, you know, shy. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like I, I'm very much the same and I, I'm, I'm way better about it now, but, um, because I was afraid of, like, my own vulnerability, but I still wanted, like, that intimate, you know, connection with somebody. Like, I craved other people's vulnerability. Like, I wanted, like, people to tell me all their things because it gave me, like, <laughs> this, like, fake yeah. sense of intimacy, you know what I mean? Like, like, I didn't have to worry about my stuff if you tell me all your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? That's funny. I'm getting better, though. I'm getting better. Well, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with you dealing with it like that. That's good. Hmm. Okay. All right. My next one. <clears throat> I want nights that bleed into dawn where time wouldn't dare intrude. 
just you and me, interlaced minutes of infinity possessed, nestled in the throb of inky skies. I have lost the sun and the moon, for they too have disappeared into some lust-filled serenade, perhaps stolen behind the waterfall rampaging between needy thighs. Carnal blooming of sin and skin, colliding hours burst with love, with whispers, whispers of lovers' lyrics, the sultry colloquy of prolonged pleasure, enticing promises teased to delectable torture, limitless desire hungry on a tangled bed of stars. End piece. That was beautiful. Absolutely incredible wordplay. Wow. Amazing. I write the, I write the spicy stuff better than the other stuff. <laughs> I'm not sure what that says about me, but you know. I like it all, so we're good. You got all you have all my bases covered. And I loved the haiku the the, the prompt that for this week. I highly enjoyed that. That was fun. The which one? For the we folk or whatever the I think that's what you oh said yeah that we folk folklore yeah because yeah, you posted on there you're in the contest I saw it up there I was so excited mm-hmm. yep, that I, made me so happy you have no idea <laughs> yeah, it was fun like that I really like the challenge and, and the funny thing is, is I hate rhyme I despise rhyming but the last the both of the last two I've done I've rhymed. So, but you know, once that. you write a rhyme in a poem, once you once you down that slippery slope, you can't unrhyme your poem because it's in your head. Well, like, Poems will be what they're supposed to be, whether you like it or not. Exactly. Like I've done rhyme before, but in general, that is it. Unless it's done well, it just it, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. And mm-hmm. uh, so, like, so the fact that I've done two rhyming haikus the last two weeks I was like what's wrong with me <laughs> my brain's broken Didn't stop. don't try to push your muse though. out a door when it's trying to make you climb out a window <laughs> right follow your right. muse it'll tell you what your poem's supposed to be yep exactly awesome all right baby girl tell everyone how to find you um they can find me on um my new page is uh Soul Collision uh, by Lola Lawrence and my old page because you know I'm bad girl I'm a bad girl Facebook list um, is uh, stirring the soul. Um, I'm also on TikTok and Instagram under Lola Lawrence 0507. Have you recorded any of your pieces? Um, a few, not a lot, but yeah, a few of them. Especially like on TikTok, I've done a, a few. If you can pull the MP3 file, the audio file off of those, because I don't know how to do it on TikTok. I can do it off of Facebook and YouTube. Um, but if you can send me the MP3 files. I don't know if I, I don't know how to, I'm not tech, I'm not a tech person, Nyla. Come on now. Well, message me the links and I'll see if I can figure out a way to do it. If it's okay, because I would love to have some of your stuff oh, yeah. up on the, on the show. Absolutely, uh, yeah. The I did a lot of them on, I put a lot of them on um, all three. So most of what I did on TikTok is also on Facebook. Very cool. So, All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week. I, I appreciate you. Have a good night. Thank you. Good night, honey. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Okay. All right. Miss Kitty, Miss Lola. Our next caller comes from area code. Where did where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, I know who our next caller is. Lola hung up and it, it got me all. No, she didn't. Hang it. Oh, I'm back. I know where I am. <laughs> okay. We have area code 903. Hello, Monsterland. Yes. This is Eric Shellman. The word monster. Rawr! Rawr! Means I love you in monster. That's right. How are you doing, Isla? <laughs> I'm doing incredible. It's good to hear from you. I'm glad you're here tonight. Yes, thank you. I'm glad to be here too. I'm enduring the hopefully the next like one or two weeks of of heat in Texas, and then it'll start cooling down. I think in like a week we're gonna have cold front, and we should be in the 80s all week. And that's that's a good thing. <laughs> But anyways, uh, yeah, so I got uh, the brand new poem that you haven't heard. I haven't posted. So this uh, woman and I, we wanted to write a book together. And it's not Gina this time. But uh, we're going to do a collaboration book. The whole book is going to be a collaboration. So she wants to do dreams, real or not. So here we go. This is Dreamscapes. This is my first collaboration poem with her. So this is Dreamscapes, Escaping Reality's Realm into Dream World Wonderlands, Frightful Nightmares, and Delightful Landscapes with Tranquility Fields. Staring at this mysterious land, I'm trembling with fear and joy as unknown crafts flying near, closing my eyes and I could see their light, frightfully trifling. Trifly, trifling, sorry, frightfully, trifling, and stifling, hypnotically and mesmerizingly, enchantingly burning, turning, overturning, and returning my eyes, never releasing, ceasing, decreasing their grasp. I am the new green, tender grass, the deep and more and more deep, deeper evergreen. I wear, blinking my eyes to the marvelous sky. I am spellbound to their beauty. I am the trees, bushes, vines, deeper and more deeper roots, systems, and nutrients heading and and reaching to the center of the earth's core. That's in peace. That's written by Shippy, Charles Hurry, and Eric Shellman, the word monster. I probably got her name wrong too, but that's fine. I tried. Anyways, that's what we got going on that one. So what did you think about that? I thought it was awesome. I couldn't tell. So that was like a collaboration between the two of you. Yes, that was a collaboration between both of us. The the thing that's hard is... I, I couldn't really tell where the breaks were in it. I couldn't tell where it seg, seg, uh, segued from one to the other. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we kind of wanted it that way, but 
the problem is she's Indian from Indonesia or from India and uh so she she does her part and then I kind of fix it in English cuz she does English isn't her first language so that that makes it harder for the reader to find and so that was fun when we did it it took a while to get uh we haven't written uh we tried writing a few others but she doesn't like the language barrier but that's fine I'll get we'll get that done so anyways I was going to share that real quick I got a uh brand new uh haiku from your your prompts and I have several actually I just wrote two but that's fine um so this one is uh imps are mischievous tricky adventures glimpses pretending as pimps that's in peace that's by Eric Shulman, the word monster. Rawr! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. I can welcome. do high every day if only someone would pay me. Right? No, I'm joking. It'd be nice but, if you could get paid by just sit around and do nothing but write poems all day. Oh, yeah, that would be fantastic. Actually, this uh this poetess, actually, she's a romance novel novelist, and she just recently added me. She's all like, so what do you do? I was like, I write poetry and short stories, and then I do construction, and she's like, what? She's like, I just write romance novels. I was like, well, it must be nice, and she gets paid for it. So I was like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> but that's not my forte. I've written a couple romance novels, but... Yeah, that's not really me, so. And then I do have a couple of things. Uh, so uh, I did have a few more haikus um, that I posted on. Uh, I'm not going to read every one, of course. There's a lot of people on but um, I will post the new ones that I just wrote now. Uh, a lot of people like those. They put the Most people like them because they're funny, and some of them, you know, have rhyme, too. That usually helps. So rhyming IQ is not super hard. I don't think it's that hard as people make it out. But, you know, there's a lot of people that can't do the IQ for some crazy reason. But anyways, yeah, you can find me on uh, Facebook. It's Eric Shellman, the word monster. Rawr! My Instagram <laughs> is still locked up and locked out. That's probably not going to be a, that's probably going to be a no-go. I cannot get in um i don't even know how to explain all that but whatever anyway so might maybe later uh do have a new laptop finally new printer so i might make me one on the on the laptop once i get all that set up but um for now you can find me there you can find me on spillwords you can find me on uh spillwords.com you can find me on allpoetry.com word monster um that's pretty much it for now. Oh, yeah, I do got a like page. Uh, it's Eric Shulman, the word monster, RAR. Uh, uh, just a regular like page. You can find a lot of my poetry there, too. I did want to give a shout-out to Anna for first being brave enough to uh, come on the show for the first time. That was pretty awesome. I remember my first time wow. doing that, especially in person in an open mic night. But I did want to shout out to everybody before as well. They all did a great job. Uh, their poetry was awesome. Uh, Jimmy, of course. Uh, 
Jessica, Brooke, Mama Ella, JG, Auntie Maggie, um, Lola. Uh, I forgot who the other woman was. I can't remember what her name was. Whatever. And it was all the previous ones were pretty, looked really, really good. I just wanted to give a shout out to them. So, but anyways, yeah, that's what I got going, and and uh, hopefully everyone has a great weekend up up ahead. I've just been working like usual and uh, reading and writing when I can. So, And, you know, I like my haikus, so, but that's fine. <laughs> Anyways, have a great one, Nyla. I love you, Nyla. Take care. I'll try to be on here next weekend, next week too, sorry. My mind, it's been a long All right, day. Sweetheart. So, all right, talk to you next week. Thanks. Oh, yeah, thank you so much for everything you do for us. Thanks for the platform. Sorry, forgot. All right, love you, Nyla. Talk to you next week. Take care. Bye. Love you too, sweetie. Be safe out there. All right, I will. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 573. 573, you are on the air. Uh, I, I, just, I don't remember where I am fucking time. <laughs> you get your ornery little ass on Come the on, air, buddy. Shit, you know, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> in the chat room all night long and two steps ahead of me and I haven't understood anything that's going on in there. I'm all confused about everything. Uh, that's all good. That's all fun. That's all fun. <laughs> Hello. So, um <laughs> I had a big day tomorrow taking the kids to their third concert. Um that'd be fun. Who are you gonna see? Uh, Suicide Boys. I was their first concert last year, and they wanted to go again this year, so uh, they wrote me in to, to drive and bought me a ticket. So I'm, I'm hauling six of them up there. My son, my son bought pit tickets. He spent like four hundred dollars to be down on the floor right in front of the stage. My daughter got us seats up watching for them. Yeah. It should be fun. So what are you going to read night. for us tonight, my love? I'm going to get up like an hour away, and I told them, you know what? You're staying the night here. I'm not spending the next two hours. It's St. Louis, so it's a two-hour drive, right? And I got to drive an hour out the opposite direction to go pick up one kid and then up. Um, and so I'm like, you're staying the night here, kid. <laughs> you're on the road. I don't care, but I take your ass home. <laughs> what <laughs> was the name of the town? Where, what town do you live in? Is that too I personal? I live in Park Hills. I live in Park Hills, but I, I live this is about south of the St. Louis. My son lived right south of, I can't remember the name of the town, but he lives south of St. Louis. And we went to see him. I have to tell the story, you guys. I'm sorry. We went to see him, right, when he was getting married. And so we're driving down there, and my youngest son was with me. And we're driving down the road, and we look up, and there's this great big billboard of some a pair of dentures, this big picture of a pair of dentures, and it said, um, dentures, 24 hours. You know, like get your dentures <laughs> within 24 hours, and it was right in yeah. front of a mortuary shop. <laughs> That's where you're getting your teeth from. <laughs> then, then we're sitting there and driving further, and we see a great big billboard for a bait and gun shop, or a boat and gun shop. No bait. Just a boat and a gun. That's all you need to go fishing when you're in Saint, in, in Missouri is a boat and a yep. gun. And then we stopped. They didn't even have Dairy Queen. They had a Dairy Prince. 
right? So we stopped at Dairy Prince for ice cream, and it, this is going to sound really mean, and you guys are going to hate me, but I'm sorry, I'm human. My son and I are sitting there, and we look up, and there's a guy sitting all the way across the restaurant, and it looked like what it looked like is actually like maybe his face had caught on half of his face had caught on fire, right? So he was all mm-hmm. scarred on one side of his face. I looked up, my son looked up, we both looked up at the same time and saw him, and simultaneously, we both said to each other, fishing accident. (laughs) I had a goddamn dynamite in the lake. (laughs) Boats and guns, boats and guns. Out of Missouri. All right, Bismarck, that's where it was, Bismarck, Missouri. I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to where we started earlier this evening, and I'm going to talk about serial killers, in particular, a serial killer of pedophilia priests. This is preyed upon a father's name. It was the end of the disco era and the Iron Curtain was setting in. Driven avidity or cold silver winters drawn apart from candlelit. Houses birched with divinity meant to seek refuge inside. Such instance thwarted by deviant debauchery of salacious wilds. Orphaned minds, so far from connected, now removed from in, any semblance of what was in cold porridge wakings amongst watchful portals of dead angel eyes. These stained glass eyes, as opaque a crucified reason that saw innocence die. Contrived devotion is whispered in the polished aisles that devour the lies. Oh my. Why is it such guided hands being idle molestation? It's leisure suits of today, forsaken by entities thought to show the evolution's rot in the life. Black silhouettes crashing, yellow sporadic sensations become blood red. Crucify the reasons of the holy as my blade eviscerates what's declined. Purpose alike. Predatorial pedophiliac Catholics with sash Jesus coveted in wrath. Retarded revolutions of rosaries and our fathers licking mother superiors tanked our tonalities of penance for repugnance drunken by chapel's boxed wine. Open your orifice to intake the holiest skin, fresh room posterity now bleached white, killing psalms. Maturity crested vigilante sessions that would account for Satan's thick prick. Thwarted tail convulsions disguised under a cloak worn deceitlessly by ordained. My homicidal grand morphine was whispered by kaleidoscope winged doves as the snakes have loosed the grandeur in all of Pandora's tangible trough. Callous braille. The chalice of viscousness Viscosius, fluids that the stream, crimson, venomous parlays, and the oracle of a sanctity, the God's only gift to the ones truly blessed. A guided razor vessel that will annihilate the succubus with radiant light. As open mass processions of my assertion of childbirth sorrow and anger, burnt Bible and might. Resounded the mausoleums as the horns of the heavens regaled and fight. My 21st century inquisitions that will see disciples split steeple squats. 
choir is constricting the octane of low overtures, hard on split tongues, immersed in glorious envisions and such holy decimation notes, soft hymns. Praise child. Church bells echo tacky vibrations on Easter seals broken by betrayal. Such cardinal sins of gluttonous obsessions anchored to archaic beliefs. Regardless of bound confessions on prophets selling folklore sideways, I shall be the vicious adder that fuels these swift judicial blades. Kill the posh podium talkers whom on the children do they pray. Soccer breeding and peace. Wow. That was incredible. I thought the second time I ever shared that. I had the idea for a really long time, and I forgot that I wrote it. Like I was, I was, I was telling Jimmy in the chat, I forgot I wrote it, and I found it, finally typed it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fantastic so, job on that. Now, this is a poem that um, you know. I gave you a nod, and um, amongst all the chaos, <laughs> you you do maintain some sanity, although you're kind of. You know, nutty yourself. But anyway, this is fuckery again. <laughs> Why does your Go soul ahead. weep under the lunar crush of seasonal birthings? Purple ebony shutters drawn under laborious dialect is a falsity. Your deity erects. Persuasions fall deaf on a loose cerebral drawn through fidgeting meant to unwind, angst, rewind. Juxtaposing latitude assumptions once palpitated under euphoric drives, falls flat. The captain's sack to cover and through as you see time preoccupied to unglue. User quandaries drawn false pretense through pursed lips of deceit, symbolically stuttered. Plush and pompous perversions of sarcastic indulgence. Muddy lines. The loose fractions of worth draw heavy under chest, heaving from conception of lusting, fuckery gone awry. Homage thick. Passage wet with languid lacerations of pelvic ousting, whitewashed, and corner, corner euphemisms rolled. Smoked rock decanter, poker face killer. We've got you when your drawers faltered. Silicone infusions drenched in ketamine kisses wither my sense of belonging. Summer past, you're stuck. I stopped giving a fuck. Now the world's caving. Sid knowings. Passive discernment, polka dotted gushes, passed down the juice, walking, bruising, my shine. <laughs> Malignant in a myriad of kaleidoscope mirrors, fun house of horrors, dropping neurotic strains. Fuck me, daddy. The, the leopard midget screams to the ringleader of dwarf intent, beyond sensible reason. Hysteria is second to none when the psychopaths grin. The murderous season, Lady Lux, switch tits. Oh, shit. Here I go again. I'm a tangent of calling bullshit. So speak easy. Yeah, man, speak easy. Get on with it. 
the evolving circumstance? Is it just by chance? <laughs> Enough happenstance. Put on your dungarees and strap on your booties as it will get wet soon. Drenched in your apprehension of what should move. Oh, static three. Fucking debauchery. Deviant to the state of flesh. Setting myself a step aside from the drudgery shit. Curtail preconceived silhouettes of what's to come as a witching hour draws near. You find yourself shit-faced by truth in torn pink. Who I prevail. Slick verbalizations of prophetic gyrations that twinkle nearby clues. Promptly flagrant. You see my view and elocution as I have kissed the divine and fucking know better than what you strapped the feeble electro field attempting persuasion. Such words for a five dollar mouth as you speak callously, fading the erosion of my concern for your low grade connection. The goddamn fuckery again. Oh, I forgot. You never learn a lesson. And <laughs> Never learn a lesson. They don't, do they? Goddamn right. Fucking morons. Big easy, baby. Calling bullshit. How are you, darling? Those are both incredible, hon. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I needed that. That has really... It's a really, really, really fucking rough week. You know, even when I'm low, my vibration high, that doesn't mean my mind don't go in dark places. So I appreciate you. Well, we appreciate you. I wish you knew. I wish you knew how much. You don't, but I wish you did. <laughs> All right. That, thank you very much. I'm going to stick around for a little while. And, um... Took that in for a minute before I got to take a kiss. Uh, have more. But thank you. We'll see you next week. Tell everyone how to find you again, hon. Tell me your Facebook page once more. Yeah. Unless you're on my Facebook friend list, you don't find me because sin is elusive. And no one gets sin unless you're in. Because <laughs> I'm always in. But I got to make sure you're cool first, you know. Stop talking about bubble. <laughs> That's true. In other words, you guys don't call him, he'll call us. All right. Spoken 742. All right, Thank you, hon. Did I not mute? Thank oh, you, I didn't you. mute him, did I? Love you too, hon. We'll talk to you next week. It's a really good thing that Eric didn't do anything crazy because I didn't mute him. I told you I was tired. All right, I think this might be Jade. I'm not sure. We have a Skype caller. Um, or if somebody's called in on a private line or on Skype, just listen for when she says, unmuted. Actually, everyone just say your name. As soon as I say you're on the air, say your name, and then I'll tell you who you are, that I am muted. <laughs> All right, say your name. Skype caller? Hello? Jade Mist. Hey, sweetie. I knew that was you. Hello? Hi. <laughs> hello. Hello. Uh, 
Oh, we're getting Halloween started early, and my per- my favorite time of year, actually. And so, are you are you scary stuff for it? Yeah, I can hear you. Not scary. Perhaps a little tearjerker, if you will. Uh, does mention the spirit, something from the spirit world, the season when the veil of this world and the next grows thin. I was watching a documentary about uh, a young Korean man who went on a hiking expedition on his own in Japan into one of their very, very, very deep, dark forests. And he has vanished. So, without further ado, uh, I'll begin if I may. Please, yes. And just testing, are you able to hear me all right? Mm-hmm. can hear you perfectly. Oh, fabulous. This is called Missing Man-Child. Did you faint in the forest green, inhaled by the forest, envy green, deep, dark, cold, cruel, not caring about you? Mother calls to Buddha, release my child. Father walks the trail, searching with your ghost by his side. Father moans, you must have been so cold, caught in unpredicted snows. Do you remember eating deliciously mother's hot food? Did you wander off bravely off the beaten path? Were you a fool? The wild woods, a jealous god, will not release you. Most beloved son, where are you in poem? That would be terrifying, wouldn't it? The not knowing is everything. They can't find anything. They can't find his pack. They can't find any trace of him. They've sent people who are familiar with the woods, and they just can't find him. So he just slipped away. That documentary just sort of made me want to put proverbial pen to paper. And um, with that said, I'll be working on other things. Uh, Oh, by the way, Halloween will be my third year anniversary of discovering Speakeasy Cafe. Oh, really? By the way, this is yes. I discovered you during the pandemic. I called in and recited Lord Byron's poem, The Infidel. (laughs) I remember the first time you called in. Yes, it's never been the same. Like it was yesterday. Ah, yes, indeed. But again, (laughs) this is Jade Mist. My forum is the one, the only, the Speakeasy Cafe. Many thanks to Nyla, and without further ado, 
Please go on to the next caller. You're just doing one tonight, love? Just one. Okay, I won't be greedy, but I'm, I want you to know I got a sad face. Aw, but thank you. Thank you. Perhaps next time I'll be more ambitious and do two or perhaps something with a, a bit more volume to it. <laughs> thank you, sweetheart. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye, hon. Absolutely love her. All right, our next caller, Mr. Brother O, are you with us? Brother O? Yes, I am. How are you doing? Two or nine. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm good. How are you feeling? It is good to hear from you. What are you going to read for us tonight? This is this poem is called "Brother, What Will You Tell Your Eighteen Year Old Self If You If You Met Him in Person?" If If I would to go, if I went on the time capsule or on the show TV series Quantum Leap. And travel back in town to the year 1993, which is actually 30 years ago, to have the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to meet the 18-year-old version of myself in person, I would have an honest man-to-man conversation with him. I would tell him, you're an intelligent young brother who has untapped potential. You need to find what your purpose is and apply yourself. See, you're one of the smartest young brothers that I know. However, you always find a way to keep messing up and falling short. And I hate for a good young brother like you just to be getting in trouble all the time. I would tell him you're a real-life overcomer with the raw drive and determination to achieve greatness in whatever endeavors you decide to pursue. All you need to do is allow God to guide and direct your path. I would tell you, you need to have self-confidence and more belief in yourself. When dealing with women, don't be so shy. When you had the guts and courage to be the real Omar Gadley, women will literally flock to you, and you won't be able to keep them off of you, keep them away from you. I would tell them, you ain't cut out for the street life and being an inmate of jail or prison. Because you weren't built like, you weren't built that way. See, your father spent six years of life in prison for his poor choices and decisions when he was your age. Omar, you got the opportunity to do what he didn't have a chance to do, graduate from high school and go on to college and get a degree. See, you're book smart, not street smart. Omar, the choices that you make right now will determine the outcome of your life. It's squarely on you to make the right decisions and not to repeat the same as your father did. He went through all that he went through. So you didn't have to go down go down that road. I would tell him, choose your friends and sources very carefully. Because everybody ain't meant to come along with you. Everybody ain't meant to be your friend either. And along the way, you're going to have to maintain distance for some people, even people that you were close to for a long time. 
I would tell him, be grateful for the real people believing you when you didn't believe in yourself. Be thankful for those real people stuck stuck up for you when you were bullied. And be appreciative of the real of those real people who love you despite your disability. See, I would tell them, women are looking for a real young brother like you because you're a handsome young man who's going to be a great husband someday. So don't get all sad and depressed, all discouraged and disheartened because a girl turns you down. Yo, bro, one woman's trash will be become the right woman's treasure. Take your time and have the patience of Job until you finally meet the woman who God has for you. I would tell them, being a young black man in America is not easy at all. You're going to be a target of bigotry because your racist, racist skin complexion called everything except the child of God. Target the shade throwers and haters who haven't been through what you've been through in your life. You're going to be a target of jealousy and envy by some of the same people in your own race, and even some of your own family members. And you will encounter more challenges and obstacles than most people will ever encounter. It's not what people call you. It's what you answer to, young brother. Ninety-ten percent of life is what occurs in life. The other 90% is how you respond to what is happening in your life. In poem. How you respond to it. That was amazing. Good advice to your little self. To little bro O. Yeah. Peace, hon. Thank you. Are you going to do two tonight or just the one? I just want to thank you. You're very welcome, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. Uh, anybody that's not connected with me yet, you can find me on Facebook on Omar Brother Gavin and on Instagram under Brother O underscore the Living Milk of 1975 there. And uh, I... Uh, Doing poetry and doing my thing and uh doing the host my open mic on the seventh next Saturday. It's gonna it's gonna be awesome, you know. It's, I mean this is a domestic violence, we're on the domestic violence and breast cancer awareness that that night and uh it's gonna be hamming in the end if you're in the area, thirty four forty point and street, seven to eleven. Thank you for your support. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Amazing read. Thank you. Good advice for the little you. You're welcome. (laughs) All right, and we'll talk to you next week. I'll be back. Awesome. All right, we thank you. Hey, our next caller comes from area code. I'm seeing, watching the time, so I'm not talking. I'm not going to talk so much, you guys. I just make sure we get everybody on. 
419, you're on the air. Oh, my goodness. Look who it is. Hey, Rebel. How are it's you, sweetheart? Fancy, fancy bumping into you around here. <laughs> <laughs> Where else would I be? <laughs> I'm just going to jump right into it. I don't want to take up too much time. I got two pieces tonight. Um, I don't have a title for this one, so we'll just call it Smoke Session 3097. When I sit and break down the weed flow, I fall deep in the levels of thought that just seem to stream into free flow. You see, I'm a rebel in the total sense of the word except for three rules. And hell. Hold it deep. Exhale and release it. Number one, provide advancement for free to free the fools. You aren't supposed to hoard the wisdom and knowledge. You have these as life's survival tools. You'll share that shit where it's needed. That's what you're truly doing. God's work as Christians like to call it. I ain't Christian. It's just a rule I like to follow. Number two, help a man in need decent thing to do and have consideration for those around you that's not a very profound view just makes sense to live life like that if you want the sense of peace around you and as for number three respect the man that you don't know that's sitting next to you because honestly you don't know the knowledge this individual harnesses and how it can help to evolve you you see you don't know their story of what shit in life they've been through. You don't know the triggers and the causes for the unique behaviors and responses. I fall a little deeper into thought, thinking, well, Lincoln, well, everyone in existence is somebody's savior. Regardless of their usual daily intentions, they may be most wicked and dangerous of people, but somehow made a positive impact on someone else's existence from being or leaving or just plain breathing and not even knowing that their existence is the cause of someone else's heart to continue beating. The governing kings is thieving and stealing and not existing, a better yet illusion of what we call freedom. You mean freedom of borders? You mean freedom with stipulations that in so many complications the freedom is not really freedom at all? So keep shoveling more spoonfuls of with the fox in the box on the screen is feeding y'all like imbeciles unable to comprehend hand-to-mouth eating. And I know, I know, I have already pre-heard your responses. Go ahead. Try another to Try going to another country and speaking so freely about your hatred towards the leaders or one of my favorites. If you think it's so bad here, hit the road, pack your shit, and find somewhere better. And my response is, I don't wish to leave where I love and live. I just wish for my fellow citizens to open up their fucking eyes and truly see the shit that they're standing for in its raw nakedness for what it really is. Peace. Wow. I would move. (laughs) In a heartbeat, I would move. Nothing to do with political reasons. But everything to do with, I want to go out and explore the world. They say, um, I think it's, is it Finland? Is it Finland? They say it's supposed to be the happiest place on earth. 
I'm not sure. It's like next to no, there's like next to no crime. A full work week is considered like 30 hours a week. I don't know. Everybody's just happy and shit over there. I thought it would be Amsterdam, actually. <laughs> I think crime rate is kind of high there. This next one, good. since we're moving into the little creepy season, I'm going to do one of my darker pieces called The Disappearing Dude. Awakened from depths of heavy slumber as his bedroom window opened up abruptly and something terrifying came flying through. He could hear everything but dare not open up his eyes. The dark of night tripped up his mind and took him places only fear could introduce. His body was frozen with paralysis no matter how hard he tried to move. He yelled out with all his might, but it seems his voice had been subdued. Ignorance was bliss until presented with the truth. See, he never did before believe in monsters, but something here had changed his perception is now different from his experience that he was currently going through. I mean, the boy didn't seen some things in life, but those things were things people commonly in his shoes went through. But this here thing that was happening now, that was something fucking new. A thing, a beast, a demon or some fucking thing has scared the mobility right up out of this dude. He felt the sheets and blankets that covered him slowly begin to move. As something sharp and gently brushed the bottom of his foot. And at his skin began to sweat and tingle as the fear of the unknown began to grow. A discomfort in his gut and an unusual dryness in his throat made what was happening to him even more unbearable. A cackling of laughter as a cold, hard hand grabbed his leg and began to pull into the dark vanished forever to a place inhabited by something I haven't yet found a name for. Peace. Wow. Okay, that fits with the vibe. <laughs> there's your masterpiece. Not a masterpiece, but there's your masterpiece. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I am Rebel Jones. You can find me. Apparently, I'm back on TikTok after taking a really long hiatus. Um, so you can find me at uh, Rebel P. Jones on TikTok. Um, I'm back on YouTube doing my videos, poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. You can find me on Facebook, Rebel Jones, but not too much. Facebook's kind of boring. Um, yeah, I'm on Poetizer. You can look me up, Rebel Jones. Um, and here Thursday nights with the most amazing, beautiful Nyla um, every Thursday to speak easy. You guys know that I pay him to say that, right? Very handsomely, might I add. Right? You gotta make it worth your time. <laughs> Super. <laughs> well, I appreciate what you do for us, us poets. And um, I love you for what you do. So thank you for waking up today and thank you for providing a space for us people. And you're beautiful. 
Thank you for always being so amazing to me. I really appreciate you and your friendship. Oh, thank you, Nyla. You are very welcome. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Perfect. Thank you, sweetheart. Uh-huh. Bye. Oh, Rich had to leave. We didn't were able to get him on. I'm so sorry, Rich. Our next caller. Three. Four. Six. Three, four, six, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Hello, Miss Emmy. How are you, sweetheart? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. Um, So I am not a person who really likes uh, Halloween at all. And uh, my birthday is coming up. And people tend to connect me with Halloween, and I can't stand that. But anyway. uh, What's wrong with Halloween? Oh, you really want me to go into that? <laughs> Probably not right now. Because... I think, yeah. Okay, so um, I'm going to do poem. It came up in my memories, but it seemed to be so apropos. Um, it's called Chocolate King or a Frog. Who are you? A king beyond compare or a frog in king's clothing. Are you like godly man I've waited for oh so long or just an evildoer out to control and commit murder of another heart? Are you as delightful and delicious as you appear to be, a regal chocolate forever or just wanting to be? Where do you stand in this land of temporary pleasure and microwave relationships? Tall, handsome, intelligent, and most definitely a man of class. I'd love to be held in your arms as we dance across the floor, jazz music pumping as we flow, our bodies moving to the beat as we sway and bounce, or a soft romantic dinner by candlelight for two, enjoying each other's conversation, or a lovely basket lunch in the park, just us and nature. It's truly appreciated being with you just about anywhere, yet I've been hurt, used, so often that I'm at a bit nervous. I'm actually extremely shy, although it may not seem like it, yet being in your presence lifts my heart. So tell me, sir, who exactly are you? Do you have someone stashed away somewhere? Have you come to heal or hurt? Have you been brought by God as my king, or is this just a short-term acquaintance? Will I be thankful, euphoric, for our connection? 
or heartbroken, depressed. So again, I ask, are you a king or a frog in king's clothing? Musings of Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. And so I'll just quickly go into the second piece um, because I know we got a whole lot of people still on the line. Uh, This is called Autumn Changes. The harvest is over. Trees, leaves turn from green to brown to orange. The grass begins to fall asleep. The wind blows cool and cutting. Sun still shines but has no heat. Birds leave for far-off sun-drenched states. The fox heads for its hole and the bear to its cave. The temperature begins to fall as nature goes into hibernation. Pumpkin, spices, turkey, and hot chocolate aromas fill the air. Wood is time draws near to building a fire in that fireplace and watching as it glows. Man and nature plan for the winter ahead, storing food and supplies before the cold arrives. We all give thanks for the bounties God has delivered into our lives. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. That was beautiful, Emmy. <laughs> Thank you. Both of them are a bit, a little bit old, but um, so you can find me on Facebook and actually. You know, I have to. All... I have to wait a minute. I have to say this: someone with that big of a sweet tooth should like Halloween. Um, you know, I know it's for. It's I know about... it's for religious reasons. I know that. Right. But still. Yeah. It's free exactly. chocolate. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's exact. That's ag- exactly it. I'm not scared overall, you know, monsters and, and all of that kind of stuff. It's got nothing to do with that, and it does have something to do with religion. Um, so, yes, I, I love my chocolate. I love candy. I love sweets. Yes, I do. Um, but everything in moderation. You know, um, mm-hmm. so you can find me on all social media sites under Emilia T. Davis, E M I L I A D A V I S, so known as Poetical Angel Queen. I have a like page, I'm on every social media you could think of, and I'm here just about every Thursday night with Nyla. And all of her wonderful poets that she um, does so much for. She is such a great person to poets and poetry and literature, and she really is phenomenal. Um, I appreciate you so much and love you, my dear sissy. With that said, I, I love you too, sweetheart. My, <laughs> my thank fabulous you. girl. I shall step off the mic and let the next poet step
step. All right, sweetheart. You have a good weekend, okay? Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 815. 815, you're on the air. Eight one five. Are you muted? Yeah, you know I was. <laughs> I apologize. Yes, I know. It's okay. <laughs> How you doing, sis? I'm so happy and thrilled to be here now. I've been waiting for this since we talked a couple of days ago. I was like, yes, Thursday, it's here. Friday Eve, let's go. <laughs> you mean since I yammered away? That's not what's happening. We didn't talk. It's good. It's I didn't good. let you. I didn't let you say anything. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what? That's so rare that when it happens in my life, all I can say is, well, then, damn, I've been out talking. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't get a word in advice, uh, it's something special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous that you've experienced something I haven't. You're that sibling. <laughs> So I'm excited oh what you bring, baby girl. Okay, okay. So I'm going to do a freestyle tool prompt that I saw today when you were asking for prompts. And the prompt was scrambled eggs and hot dogs or hot dogs and scrambled eggs. Oh, my God. I can't – that I'm so glad you wrote to that. I saw that one. It's like – I didn't write it. I'm, I'm going to do this one off the dome. I'm going to read a piece, oh, okay. but I'm going to freestyle that one because when I saw it, I was thinking, I'm going to kill that. <laughs> So is that really a thing, like something to eat? Uh-huh. It, it, it's called a struggle yeah. meal. I'll break it down in my piece. Okay. Okay. So there was a time in my life when I was viewed by my siblings, friends, classmates, and other relations as affluent. And all I could think was, we ain't rich. We're struggling too. So they would ask me about certain foods. Have you eaten this? Have you eaten that? And I said, no, I haven't. I haven't even heard of them. And they would say, then you don't know what the struggle is. And then things got tight. Because my dad was working at a refinery that was owned by Texaco, and it left my town. He lost his job. He lived off the unemployment until it ran out, and he didn't find another one immediately. So the first time in my total existence, I knew what it meant to be struggling. Like, I had never experienced that before. There was, like, no inkling in my mind that poverty was a thing that could be reality. It was like a figment of my imagination or a bedtime story that did not end well. I didn't realize that that was something that could happen. So, oh, well, one morning I woke up. There was no toast, no waffles, no pancakes. There was no sausage, no bacon, no Canadian bacon. No, there wasn't even steak and eggs to be served. It was just these fried pieces of hot dog that had been diced with onions in a skillet, sautéed in bacon fat. All I could think was, let they do that at? The scrambled eggs were the same as always, minus the cheese, and all I could think was, this has got to be poverty. This is a struggle meal, really. I had no idea. It never even occurred to me. 
couldn't tell anybody the next day when we were talking at lunchtime on the playground for recess because I was in the fifth grade when the wall started beginning to crumble. And by the time I was in the eighth grade, all of the savings had been used and spent and gone. So we were basically in a situation where somebody was going to have to go to work and leave home or we were going to be living outside. I didn't even realize it at the time. My first indication was this, scrambled eggs, cut up hot dogs for breakfast. I am, I'm, I'm, that was amazing. There's no way you could pay me a million dollars to eat that. Yeah, it was too sorry. Like I said, I was thinking, there's another breakfast meat. This is horrible. What is going on right now? I mean, I was hungry, so I ate it, but that wasn't the point. The point was people eat stuff like that because they have no other choice. And that's when I realized, we're poor. We're not living the dream. Mm -hmm. We're living hand to mouth. That I am. I'm hoping that. Uh, I'm hoping that Dave. In fact, I should. We should pop a message on there to him. Tell him to come hear your your poem to his prompt. <laughs> that that would actually tickle him. I love the prompt because, like I said, I didn't know that that was something that people actually ate. I was like, wait, what? Dogs and scrambled eggs. Oh, that sounds horrible. It and does in my mind, horrible. it actually was, but I didn't want to not eat. I needed that. Oh, my God. So, you know, Rebel is my brother, and he was in the Army, and he said he used to eat that in the mess hall. So I'm sorry is all I can tell my bro. Yikes. Yeah, that's, struggle. that's a struggle meal right there. I didn't know the struggle until mm-hmm. I ate. Fried hot dogs and scrambled eggs for a meal. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do two. And I'm going to be real quick because this was a prompt that I got last night. Rosa Livingston on Facebook, Instagram, um, and Clubhouse does prompt rooms on Clubhouse. And he had one last night. And I couldn't sleep, so I wrote to the prompt. And the prompt was, give me a topic or a story that's in the news today. So this is me giving you that. Ladies and gentlemen, here in Chicago today and every evening, we have an amazing story segment on major achievements. And tonight, we celebrate a gymnast who overcame, who was counted out but received fame. Social media screwed me on so many levels that I can't even understand, yet she was triumphant, resilient, and necessary. Her name is Simone Biles. She's an inspiration, especially to my youngest granddaughter, Danny. Just a girl who's a tomboy, truly, only wanted to be a gymnast and a foreman on a construction site, wearing heels, hoop earrings, and a pink hard hat. I said that her idol is a gymnast, and she said yes. She has seven Olympic gold medals and another 25 worldwide achievements that she's won in other competitions. She is the reigning queen in gymnastics as far as my middle grandchild has seen. But I love her tenacity. And because of this, on our broadcast tonight, we need to reflect the beauty 
of loving yourself. Ms. Biles had no idea. So to this reporter, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I am not even envious that my middle grandchild chose you because you're so dope. Now, Rob, back to you. This is Gina Storm reporting for ABC 7 News in Chicago. Good night. And why aren't you working as a newscaster? Oh, I, that, that's what I would have been had I done what I said I was going to do as a child. Broadcasting and journalism were my um, my first two degrees that I received when I went to college, and then I switched them to early childhood, early childhood development and child psychology dual so that I could get a child care license because I needed to have a job that I could take wherever I lived because my then-husband was in the military. He was also in the Army. And with my daughter going to be an Army brat, I wanted to make sure that I was able to also maintain and sustain a two-family income household. So I had to do something that I knew I would be able to make money because you're moving from city to city, they're not going to let you be an anchor on the evening news. Maybe not. I made an adjustment. Yeah, I made an adjustment. But it's okay. I, I don't I – don't, and there's, I have no regrets. I feel like me having that as my first footing and the way that I learned how to speak in front of other people and I'd have no fear of being on stage or on a microphone, ever anything, it's allowed me a versatility that I didn't know I possessed. So I'm thankful and grateful for this. Poetry is where I found my home. Absolutely, sis. So y'all can find me, Gina with the knee, Storm Like Inclement Weather, wherever poetry can be found. On social media, you can find me at my government, Regina F. Brooks or Regina Brooks. Either way, King Storm, if you Google me, I am Googleable. I love that. I got that from No Rings. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes people need to say how you can find them, and I am Googleable. And with that being said, you can find me here, like Rebel P. Jones, my brother said, every Thursday night, God willing, I will be here for poetry. Speak Easy Cafe with my sister Nyla. Thank you for waking up today. Thank you for waking up today, sis. I love you. See you next week. <laughs> All right, baby girl. You too. Thanks for the prompts. <laughs> You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon, sweetie. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 501. 501, you're on the air. Howdy do. Hi. You doing all right today, Nyla? I'm doing amazing today. It's a really good day. How you doing, Jay? Sweet, sweet. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I've been enjoying the poetry. And um, I haven't been enjoying poetry for for about a half a second, but I've been enjoying the poetry tonight. Glad. I'm glad you're here because now I get to enjoy your poetry. Oh, See the way that man. Works? It's a quid pro quo. Are we doing quid pro quos really over the air? <laughs> we do whatever right. we want. I heard that. We grown. Let's go. All right. Here's my first poll. One day while drinking a glass of water, I closed my eyes and observed the black holes in the heavens as they pulled in a spool mass of stars like large balls of yarn, pulling from them till they die the death of nothingness, nothing personal. It's all physics. 
and in an instant, as this singularity becomes the point of infinite value, of infinite hunger, existing in the state of suspended animation due to the gravity of the situation. What is a day to a creature like this? Untold solar system, countless worlds, innumerable stars swept into its belly, causing it to belch out periodic streams of white-hot energy and matter of iron and gold, we'll call it plasma. The building blocks to build the birth of a million million suns and this celestial companions, correcting a lie that has been told about this colossal celestial machine because something beautiful was pulled from out of the singularity. Paul. Something beautiful was pulled out. You know, beauty's in everything. Yeah, Yeah, it was good for a poem that time. That was fantastic, sweetheart. Thank you. All right, I have... I'm not going to waste a lot of time because you have a lot of people in here, and you have been moving pretty good, Nyla. All right. The name of this piece right here is called The Stork. <laughs> Uh-oh. A couple of cartoon connotations in there, Nyla. <laughs> All like right. It. All I hear throughout the night, the flap of feathers mocking me. With that deep belly squawk, it's that damn stork. My lover has been laying here for days in labor. Can anyone help her? Can anyone care for her offspring? What type of beast would do this heinous act with no mercy or compunction? Chose this woman to give a child, ending a blessed relationship between her and I. Where is the humanity? Where is the investment? Where is the love and the compassion? This stork must be brought to justice. This stork must be killed. This stork must be eaten and devoured. So none of its power remains. Because the people quest for happiness enraged the stork's ire. So the stork bombards the masses with offspring to handle the development of humanity's humanity toward humanity and the resulting action fractured the families into little shards of glass that the people drink from goblets for refreshment drunk on the pain of short-sightedness they rejoice and make merry making sex free unwary that one day the stork will eventually come for them as well Paul Totally living in oblivion. Yeah, it's the best place to be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's the cutest giggle in the whole world. I've never heard you giggle before. Yeah, that poem made me giggle. (laughs) Are you going to read two? I just did. <laughs> that was. See, you know that, that I haven't slept in. I haven't slept in a, two nights, right? You do know that, right? I understand that too now more than ever. 
<laughs> I, I you are know, a very busy woman. That. You're doing very important things also. Oh, man, it's going to be, I'm, I'm going to have a blast. <laughs> You're like the female uh, Indiana Jones, and I'm going to leave it right there. That's what you keep saying. <laughs> Gina Davis. Uh, yeah, because Gina Davis was set to be the heroine after Lone Kiss Goodnight Samuel Jackson to do whatever she wanted to. I was I was expecting to see her in all type of real serious movies where she was in there kicking butt and all that type of stuff. But um, you remind me of her as well. Harrison, um, and, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, starring Gina Davis. All right, let's go. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no Indiana Jones, no. It's just All right. Let your fans decide. Facebook once, Facebook once again. Wait. You got me all flustered, so now oh. you have to get on your. Uh, small house of poetry. Catch up uh, uh, with me, uh, Gina Stone, who just went through. And anybody else who has joined our little happy page over there on Facebook, but you can also catch up with us on uh, Instagram when you would see a bunch of videos and promos that we do for interviews and uh, things we're doing at the small house, things that we're doing at Epiphany Radio. Come by and check us out. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, honey. Thank you so much. It was fun talking with you the, the other day. It was really cool. Yeah, you're a very, very deep person. Oh, my goodness. I have a new respect for you, ma'am. <laughs> he found out I was no a ditch respect. digger. That's why, he's, that's why he's doing a play on words saying I'm deep, because I did actually did ditches for a living. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, see, if that's what you're going to call them, ditches, I can go with that. <laughs> I drive metal down the street. <laughs> he's funny. On wheels of rubber. All right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I got funny. you. I can, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can see a dish digging and raise you one. But I'm about to get out your way, Nyla. All right, and we'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. For sure. Okie dokie. All right, you guys, our next caller comes from 863-863. You're on the air. Oh, um, um, hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. Um, How are yeah, you, Noreen? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing okay. And and I'm enjoying the show. Everybody's doing good, doing really great. It's been a really fun night, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Yes. Yes. Um, Have you heard about October the 4th? What is October the 4th? October the 4th is when oh, that's FEMA... The... FEMA and FCC is going to do the alert, the emergency alert on all smart TVs, all cell phones, and laptops. Why are they doing that? And, um, I, um, there's a lot of rumors about it because they said they didn't do that for Maori fires, and there's rumors they're going to put something like oxide or some something like that in, in your cell phone. When it goes off, it'll get in your system or something like that. And they're trying to say that, that, uh, that is not true. 
so there's a lot of rumors about it. They're thinking that, and other people saying it's all over YouTube, but I don't want to see nothing about it on Facebook. But um, they're talking about honey. Um, there's a lot they of, can't. That, that's not possible. That's that's scientifically not possible for them to send something through your cell phone to infect you. They can mess. They can hack your system. They can. There's all kinds of stuff they can do, but they can't. They can't send something through a cell phone. Oh, okay. So okay, th- thank you. People for are me people that. are just people are just being. You know, it's like if it's on the internet, it must be true. Yeah. No. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're very welcome. They, they, that's not absolutely not possible. Okay. 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 And and tonight. Um, I have um, for Gary's. I call. I promise you. Okay. Um, you can't buy a breath of fresh air when your heart and soul are gone. I'm going to give more than a memory. I'm going to give a sign from above. I want you to know I'll be waiting at the quantum crossroads. The end. And that one was Gary's. Yeah, Gary's. Yep. Well, right yep. there, he's telling you where he's at and what he's doing, girl. Yes, yes, he's right here too with me because I feel him every day now. I, you know, a lot now more than usual. And I even, um, um, he was there with me when I, um, when my papa pal took me to find my best friend, and um, we found her in, in, in one of the nursing homes, and um, and there in Winter Haven, and I feel him right there. I'm telling you, I, that smoke was so strong, and there. Nobody smoked in that area, nowhere in that in that um, in that facility. So um, I know that was Gary, right there beside me. That's awesome. So, yes. what are you going to read of yours, honey? Okay, I'm going to read mine um, called um, "Speak um, Speak Easy Cafe" because I didn't finish my um, haiku on the frog froggies, so I'll get that next Thursday. And um, so I'm going to read um, Steak Easy Cafe. Okay. Um, What is Steak Easy Cafe and what does it mean to me? It is where we as poets um, come together from all walks of life, reading our poetry, making a difference in this community and in this world. We don't care what what others say. We read our poetry that comes from the bottom of our hearts and our souls. A beautiful place to be. It's magical. We are family. We write about the homeless, children, family, widows, the lonely, the elderly, um, current state of affairs, wrongs and resolutions of this world, nature, God, and Jesus about love and romance. And so on and so on. We just tell it like it is. Sneaky to Cafe means to me growth. I have grown so much since Jerry and I have joined Sneaky to Cafe's family. I'm not afraid to read my, my piece. I think I've grown and I became a better poet and writer. I hope so anyway. And learning new forms of poetry, such as sonnets, my favorite gave me courage to go beyond just writing and reading my poetry. I don't want to stop there. Just keep on growing and growing, reaching new heights as a poet and a writer. Most important of all, 
I want to thank Nyla Alicia for this platform and for all she does. And that is what Speakeasy Cafe means to me. If you're going to read this, then don't bother. I just did. Okay. This is for, <laughs> I wrote this for, <laughs> I wrote this for last year. <laughs> I wrote this last I year for that. the, okay, thank you. Okay, if you're going to read this, don't. I just did. <laughs> okay, thank you. finished it. And I'll finish with frog. I already got three haikus on the frog. I'm writing it together. I'm hoping I get it done next by next Thursday. Well, this week it's monsters, real or imagined. So okay. like boogeyman or Loch Ness monster, or monsters like you know mean people or bullies can be monsters. So. Yes. Whatever kind of monster you can think of, but it has to be about a, a monster, mm-hmm. real or imagined. Okay, okay, okay. It, is it still so? It's too late to put the froggy one on the, when I get through with it. Put it on no, there. No, no, you can. You during this whole thing, you can go back to any of the old posts. Oh, okay. You know, you can you can sit and write a hundred haikus the night before the contest ends and throw them up on their their you know proper week, and they all count. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> All right, sweetheart, tell everyone okay. how to find you. Okay, um, you can find us on, um, on you can find our books on uh, Amazon.com, and you can find us on our official website on um, Gary and Noreen Snyder, um, .wix.com, slash poetry, and you can find us, um, okay, um, Gary on ReverbNation.com, on um, PoetryPoem.com, um, on Facebook.com, and you can also find me on um, ReverbNation.com, um, PoetryPoem.com, and um, Facebook.com, and you can also find this this Saturday at the hundred. Um, the Poetry Club joins Hundred Thousand Poets for Change, 2023. I'll be hosting it, and that's when it is going to help me co-host it. And anybody can, I already got the Zoom link, so anybody can still join if they want to. And then the following, the following Saturday, I'll 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 continue the um, the Poetry Club Saturday Night Show. Don't you have a tribute thing coming up for Larry or something like that? You mean for Michael Rothenberg? Yeah, that's. I'm sorry. Why did I say Larry? Yeah, yes, th- that's Your name's Saturday. Larry. You better not piss me off. <laughs> okay, that's this Saturday. We're gonna. It's all in, in his honor, and we're going to. We, um, um, we're going to do it in his honor on Saturday too. Okay. Well, just make sure you post that on my page to remind people. Okay. Okay, and do I post a Zoom link on your page, too? You post anything you want on my page. Okay, 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 thank you. Okay. Yeah, Zoom link, Zoom link would be great, because then people, that's all, you know, yeah. Right, but they awesome. can come last minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's, yes. you know, everyone always laughs, because I don't put my posts for the show up until the very end, but, you know, yes. people are busy. You know, if they, yes. if I... 
remind them right before, they are more apt to come than if I remind them two hours ahead of time. Oh, okay. You know, the people just, they are short. We, we, we're, we're microwave people now. We don't have patience. Okay. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight, honey. I appreciate you so much. Okay, thank you. And we appreciate you, too. Okay, and thank you for letting us have this platform. Well, you're one of the reasons that we're still here. So thank you for yes. being one of our sponsors and keeping us there. Okay, thank you. Okay. You're welcome, honey. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, talk to you next week. Okay. Okay, good night. Good night. Okay, so our callers right now, we've got 954 and then 302 to close out the show. 954, you're on the air. Hello, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? Mm -hmm. I'm great, I'm great. I've been hanging out with you guys for a long time now. It's been a great show. Um, I am Mr. Whispers. I'm also a part of the Small House family on Clubhouse. And, um, oh, awesome. I got some poetry for you guys. Um, here we go. I'm an old man running for a minute, so I'm going to try to get right into it. Here we go. <sighs> Many a poet has wrote a poem about breathing. There's reasons for the breaths that we take. Sometimes life is like dry drowning, and you can't stop it, man. Praying that you turn Aquaman to swim through the blood in these streets, and shit gets real with no kills. He's breath bubbly, I gurgle through the hurdles, placing patience in my palpitations. <laughs> Breathe. Youngest daughter is about to conceive an inconvenience from a boy child. They got a boy child coming. <laughs> Breathe. We put life in the deadest shit, overlooking that debit chip. Transfer from the car to the arms. We swing for the fence to pay the rent. Get in touch with no sensory and fingertips. <laughs> we escape normal life from life just being life, seeing life leave existence. It's like we're persistent to die. Breathe. Job market plummets. We fight to plummet. Lifelines clogged. With changes, our change is getting shorter. Prices are taller these days. Mm-hmm. Breathe. Bread costs as much as eggs. Mm-hmm. Breathe. We run it out of steps to take breaths and takes. Mm-hmm. Breathe. Our bad habits will make us asthmatic crack addicts with pipe inhalers. And it's clear when the smoke clears. Death affiliation, smoke inhalation. I can't breathe. Life can squeeze tight on the windpipe. Airwaves feel thin like pinstripes. <laughs> breathe. I lost my breath in my chest and I can't. <laughs> breathe. Whisper loudly. Thank you. That was phenomenal. Wow. Um, I'm sitting here like thinking I should be gasping for air. <laughs> It's like, yeah. I think I forgot to breathe while you were reading. Wow, thank you. Um, You're very welcome. The second piece, yeah, this second piece is uh, one of my favorites, and um, I just got back from Texas performing, and it got me uh, a lot of love in Texas. So um, this here is called Sometimes. Here we go. Hi. 
this broken heart, and how much the rain from falling down tell me what makes the world go round? Oh, tell me now. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like maybe, just maybe her design is different. Like maybe something is missing. And it's been a long time since affection and kissing. And I was just reminiscing about the past. And even if there is a future, but I, I keep losing my soul for you. Trying to hold on to the materialized emotions that have been gone before I realized what happened. And now I'm trapped in this bitterness. And I keep asking God for forgiveness. I really don't want to hate you. And it's love. It's love that makes me feel like a caged elf that stayed in one place chasing his tail. See, I'm only human after all, so don't, don't put your blame on me. And I, I won't put mine on you, but we just keep climbing through. The windows of our souls, trying to hold on to that dust. Yeah, you know that same dust that we left each other in. Now we're smothered in confusions, illusions of repairs with no tools, but baby. We're starting to look like two fools, or maybe justice with no jokes. I had a dream about you, and my dream was spoke highly of you. We were in the park, and we were sharing an ice cream cone, and then brrr, my phone rang. Damn, it woke me up, and I was late for reality. Hoping that the truth wasn't mad at me, but the pillow next to me was empty. I pray to God you don't resent me for being forward, but baby, we keep falling backwards. But sometimes we balance in the middle, and I'm riddled because making love to you is cosmic, and our relationship is always gothic and shifting, and I always kind of become the Batman in your Gotham City. And we laughed at the penguins in our love because it was small to begin with, but I never really understood your two tricks. But sometimes I need that because it feels strange when you're the same. And we came a long way, only to end up in two different places at the same time you said your heart shattered. Well, I framed mine when it snapped in two. And I keep it on the shelf in my house right next to the Gorilla Glue because sometimes I'm still feeling you. And we share mixed emotions with no boat to float. And you cry me a river that my lips quiver because I'm holding back the Hoover Dam and my tear ducks and I'm stuck. I'm stuck on your shore. Searching for my shore. Possibly I was sure to be sure of. But this is what it sounds like when doves cry. And no one. Never told about Whisper loudly. Thank you. Damn. That was a home run. Thank you so much. That was that was absolutely incredible. You got a pretty voice. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um <laughs> You can definitely find me um, on uh, Facebook under Timothy Whispers and Instagram under Timothy Whispers Flames. Thank you. So you're going to come back next week and do some more cooing, my dear? Uh, yes, definitely. I love to sing. You know, um, I don't sing all the time with my poetry, but a lot of times I do. I love to. And um, I thank you guys for it was an absolute treat hearing you and listening to you. And, yeah, I typical woman, I want more. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, next week I will definitely be back. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Before you take off, love, will you please do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you? 
Um, yes, I know that you're tired because I just did. But uh, <laughs> you can find me. Oh, see, I, 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 I am absolutely freaking tired, tired, tired. Thank you. Sorry. Yes, yes. You can find me on Facebook under Timothy Whispers and on IG, Timothy Whispers Claims. So I thank you guys for letting me share again. And I'll hang out with you guys for <laughs> the last drop I'm in here this song. I'm going to hang out. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. I appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 302. Hello, Naira. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Is this Paul? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Welcome back to the show. I'm glad to be back. I just got in the house about five minutes ago, and I said, I need to call in there. Things have been crazy for me lately, so I just needed to get somewhere where it will help the crazy. (laughs) And this is where I ended up. Well, you know, we are famous for curing crazy. There you go. I need a dose. (laughs) I definitely do. I, I, I got in right in time to hear Gina. Hey, Gina. And uh, as always, you know, I'm, I'm one of her biggest fans. That's my girl. I got here just in time to hear some things that I need to hear. And don't you laugh or slip up or, or, or slouch on that uh, scrambled eggs and hot dog. <laughs> I just can't imagine That's- eating that. Let me tell you, you hook it up right, them things can be banging, but you got to have some cheese in there, too. <laughs> you got to have some cheese. <laughs> yeah, with some cheese, anything tastes good. <laughs> yeah. But that's being told to you from a fat man in a skinny body. <laughs> Who is my friend? <laughs> that's hilarious. So what are you going to bless us with as you close out the show tonight, my darling? Oh, wow. Okay, the first one is called Daddy. Do you have a moment for me? Can I bend your ear for a minute? You see, between these times and the things I'm going through, at times make me wonder if you're still there in are you still here, Dad? Or have you had enough and left me high and dry? The very thought of you leaving me causes my very soul to break down and cry. I don't mean no disrespect, but lately, it's like you're pulling away. It's worse and worse each and every day. And I thought I understood your words to say that with me, Forever you would stay. So where are you? I have friends dropping dead left and right. Finances so disarrayed is giving me a fright. Sleep eludes me just about every night. I know I fall short, but I think I'm trying with all of my might. But it seems like I may as well change my name to Can't Get Right. So keep it real with me, Dad. Have you left me? Talk to me. Talk to 
talk to me like you did with Moses and Saul and Adam and Eve. Clear out whatever or whoever it is that's keeping me from hearing from thee. Speak to me clearly. And as distinctly as you did with Moses, told him to part the Red Sea. Forgive me, Dad, if it seems I've lost faith in you because I haven't. For proof, just read my heart. If you see there that I do trust and that I do believe, then help me, Dad. Can't you help me, please? But if you find disbelief within, within me, that I will understand why it feels to affect me, although I pray it won't be permanent. Wait a minute. Didn't I just offer for you to read my heart? Duh. I should have seen this right from the start. What I invited you to read and all I needed to achieve are found within me if they be true. So all this pity party is just me allowing the enemy's smokescreen to shield and divert and block me from thee. Daddy, forgive me for dropping my guard and getting Satan's right jab at his left foot. I almost got knocked out for my joy's crook. It's wrong with me. I have history with you walking and communicating with me. How in the world did this defeatist thought process come to be? As if I don't have first-hand knowledge of the love, the protection, and the grace of the Most High Holy Trinity. Abba, Father, Daddy, please restore me. Restore me to the place that I am supposed to be, strong and righteously, as a living example of life with Thee. Yes, I had a momentary lapse in judgment, but now I'm back fighting desperately to rise above my lack. The difference this time is it is coming from my heart and disbelief and doubt I have overcome. I am now totally focused on you, and I am beyond my slack. (laughs) Thank you, Father, for putting up with me, tolerating and forgiving me forward. As in Matthew 6 and 33, my total focus and desire and drive shall be devoted solely to thee. Wow. That was really powerful. That's a little glimpse into it. What I've been battling and going through, but I'm back and I survived because my daddy brought me through it all and made me stronger because of it. Things <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. are crazy, but that's okay because my daddy can be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bring me through the crazy. And that's the funny. second one I wrote uh, the ninth. Of September, which was the first And when I turned 65, thank God, I mean, 
I used to think I wasn't going to live this long because first I thought I was going to die at 34 because my oldest brother died at 34. Then when I made it past 34, my father and my second oldest brother both died at 64. So somewhere in my head, I was stuck that I'm going to die at 64 and that I had my daddy's teeth that they all died, as you see, early in life. But I made it past there, so now that tells me I got my mama genes. And they all live to be old. I'm going to be around here bugging y'all and, and sitting and doing me for a long time to come. <laughs> you can't get rid of me that easy. I made it past that. I, I'm that, excited about that. <laughs> that is something that really I was really afraid of. I really thought that I was going to die before I hit 64 because Dad did and Jimmy. Hey, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, my thing God was, please let me make. live until my kids graduate high school because oh, okay. I don't want their dad raising them, you know. Mm. Something happened to me that yeah. would have gone to him, and that would not have been good. So, But I knew. I knew. My, mine was, a, I knew it was going to be a car accident, but it never happened. Mm. My God. It's, it's funny how the enemy can put some crazy thoughts in our head and we believe it and we, we run with it. God is so merciful that he allows us to run with that mess, but then at the end of the day, he tells me, yeah, I'm still here. And, you know, you did that to yourself because I'm still here. And you're not going nowhere until I say so. <laughs> and look, right? we're still here. We're still here. Praise God. <laughs> so this second piece is, Apology to me. And this is for birthday number 65. You in there. I need to holler at you for a minute. I got a bug to put in your ear. And for this, I need you completely and undistractedly here. This isn't easy for me because I've been losing a continuous fight with this thing called pride. But I finally acknowledged, recognized, located, and caught up with this fight. And you well know where he was camped out all the time, comfortably, feeling carefree, way deep down, died of me. So to myself, I must apologize. I apologize for those moments when I allow pride to cause you harm. I apologize for when I allow pride to bamboozle me and insidiously make me mute to your voice. Apologize for those in the heat of the moment decisions that birth negative consequences and repercussions, some of which have yet to manifest. I apologize for those times when I knew better. And yet, I still fell short and regrettably said yes. I'm so sorry, self, to have put you through all of that mess. I'm sorry for the convictions and restrictions and the chaos I've ever brought to the table, blocking and preventing us many, many times from being fully blessed. Now, riddle me this, Batman. How can I... Claim to be a child of the Most High, and not join apologies with forgiveness. Huh? 
So self, hear me and hear me now. I forgive you, me, us, with the most earnest humility. I will fervently strive to no longer invite, nurture, or empower unforgiveness by allowing this powerfully powerless spirit to passively, yet aggressively, ever again challenge and get the best of us, me. I will do better by remembering to whom we belong and who it is that we or I serve and praise. In doing this, we are securing best life back, one that will last far beyond these trying earthly mortal days. Heavenly Father, I ask that you bear witness to these words and examine my heart, and if what you find is contrary to my words, convict me. And correct me that these words be made true for my attempts to be more and more like you. But I do know and happily accept it cannot be done without complete submission to you. You have blessed me to see 65 years through hills and valleys and plains of good cheer. So now, with whatever you have in store as the remainder of my days, guide me, empower me to live ever stepping up my game in obedience and most definitely in giving you your well-deserved praise. I apologize to you first, my Lord, and then to myself for all the decisions that have prolonged me from receiving my mental and spiritual wealth with every fiber of my woe-begotten body and soul. I thank you for allowing me to come through all of this. And in you and through you, I am now completely whole. Come on. Faith is a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's beyond description for real, Lord, beyond my And my mama was an English major, and she forced English into my head. I cannot think of enough words to describe the power, the strength, the, 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 the peace, the comfort that it brings. I mean, beyond description, just like he is beyond description. I know it's real. And I would be here doing what I'm doing, saying what I'm saying, had it not been for him and the faith that he's allowed to develop. Thank you, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) That was an awesome read. Beautiful to hear. Absolutely beautiful to hear. All right, darling, you were the last caller of the night, so thank you for closing out the show so wonderfully. Before you go, though, I want to make sure that you tell everyone how they can show you some lovin's. Y'all can see me at Paul Sampson uh, uh, with Divine Inspiration on Facebook. It's blessed for free on Instagram, and I think those are, I don't go on TikTok. I got a TikTok page. I don't even remember what I'm on there. I never go to about that. But those two. And 
at 319-527-6300 every Sunday night at 7 p.m. You can catch up with me and my partner in praise, Mr. Alonzo, at the Inspiration Factory. And through Perfect. those three platforms, you can always catch up. But now, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here tonight because I needed this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am glad we were here because I needed to hear that. That was just that was just fulfilling. My daddy know what he's doing, even if we don't sometimes. <laughs> I don't believe in coincidences. Like, get over there and read tonight. She needs you tonight. Well, I'm glad you glad you made your way over here. You did a fantastic job, and again, thank you for taking the uh, show out on such a beautiful note. Thank you so much. God bless you, and God bless all your callers. You know, God willing. Thank you, honey. Catch up with you next Thursday. <laughs> Indeed. We'll talk to you then, sweetie. Thank you. All right. God bless you. All right. We have one caller that I don't – it's a weird thing. It's like strange numbers, so I'm going to check with them and see if they wanted to come on just in case because I don't want to forget somebody. So – if you haven't been on the air yet and you just heard unmuted, if you don't want to come on the air, just don't say anything and I'll sound like I'm talking to myself. Oh, Jesus, you scared me. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I didn't have my phone, so I had to go use my computer. Oh, is that what that is? Strange numbers. So you actually should have been on earlier, but I had no clue what this number was. Yeah. So... so. So I'm glad I checked. Hi, hon. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Tell everybody who you are. Uh, Larry Shepard, a.k.a. Mr. Automatic Charismatic. <laughs> Mama and I were talking about you today. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I hope it was good. Mm, of course it was good. Did Doors you. Yeah. Mm, uh, so what are you what are you going to what are you going to were you panicking when you heard me telling Paul thank you for closing out the show? Did you think I was gonna forget about you? I was gonna forget about you because I didn't think you wanted to come on the air, but I had to check just in case. I'm glad I did. Hi Larry. Yeah. Um I I can do a phone. Hello? I would love for you to do one. All right. Oh, God. Do a freestyle, so. Um, were y'all doing Halloween poems? Because I heard some, like, uh, Halloween poems and stuff like that. No, there, it's, a thing, it's a thing to do Halloween poems and read them on the Halloween show if you want. Oh, okay, okay. Um, this is poem I'm a freestyle called The Child's Voice. There you go, looking at the innocent, putting that child in a bad predicament. And I heard your voice before. See, I thought that you were for us. I thought that your life was about 
the empowerment. But I guess her move was very sour. Her child's voice, child's voice feeling like she's helpless. Feeling like she is living a stressful life. You doing the inappropriate touching which sticks to her mind. She don't know how to tell tell her mom that her man is touching her, making feel unwelcome in a child's voice. Who will believe a child? Her innocence gone, snapped. A child's voice for a reason in the season. He looked beyond with his sickening pleasure and trying to go ahead and just poison a child's voice. But she must speak up. See, she has to speak up. Because if she never speaks up, a child's voice will be gone forever. Miss Automatic Charismatic Delirical Engine, 10 gears in, all in, pipe and drive. You know, there's something that I really appreciate about the time that we're living in right now. And I don't know what it was like when you were in school, but they didn't talk about anything. They didn't talk about anything growing up. The only thing I ever learned in sex education, we like the lady came and she took all us girls out to the playground and we sat there and the guys had some guy come in and talking to them in the classroom. And the only thing I remember from sex education was learning that men had wet dreams. That was it. That was my, that was my big revelation in sex education class yeah. is learning that. You know, and which is really sad that the things about, you know, sexuality and, you know, child abuse and, 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 you know, pedophilers and, you know, no, no spots and things like that that was never Mm -hmm. talked about back then. You know, so kids were, it was so much easier for kids to get manipulated back then, I think. Uh, You know, I wonder how somebody could be grown. And look at a child in such a way that you look at a grown grown woman, like a man, grown man looking at a child. You know, it's just disgusting. You know, I, I don't like pedophile. Uh, you know, uh, keep a child's innocence. You know, do you, do you have any more time? Oh, yeah, it's 1155. Yeah. Um, I'll say where you can find me in. Oh, no. In fact, you probably, you've, it'll go off the air in three minutes. So if you have something you want to read or say, then you go ahead and say it. You can have the rest of the time. Well, I'll just say, um, You'll find me here 
the Thursday sometimes, truck driving. Uh, you can find me uh, on Facebook, Larry, Miss A.C. Viper, Bit, uh, Shepherd. Um, I do have my other uh, other one called Larry uh, Automatic Diesel Big Daddy Cowboys for Life um, on Facebook, but I haven't been there. Um, yeah, you can find me on www.viperempire.wordpress.com. So, yeah, find me right there. I think I just do one poem. All right, sweetheart. Thank you for hanging on for so long. Thank you for being here and reading, and we will talk to you next week. If I ain't driving. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. I appreciate you, too. (laughs) All right, love. Be safe out there. All right. Well, I am not driving right now, but (laughs) we will be. Well, when you get back out there. Okay. Thank you. Just just always be safe. I like having you around. Oh, I feel good. <laughs> Thank you. All right, hon. Good night. Good night. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speaking to Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I cannot believe I made it the full three hours without falling asleep on y'all and snoring and drooling on my keyboard and shocking myself and then that would have been the end of that. But appreciate you guys. Appreciate you hanging out with me. Appreciate you guys calling in. Appreciate you listeners. It's been an incredible night. I'm going to close the show with a piece by, this is me scrambling because I forgot what I was going to close with. Dun, 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 dun. Let's just grab something. Taliban, be not here. Oh, I know what that was. So, fear. I love Shakespeare. You know, you, everybody has a tribe out there in the world. And that's why sometimes when we meet somebody, we instantly click, or we feel like we instantly know them, or it's instantly familiar. You know, it tugs at you, pulls you. Well, I was that way with hearing Shakespeare for the first time, because it's so inside out and backwards, but it was like a language I understood, a language I knew. 